XM 105, Sirius 206, the Opie and Anthony Channel. The Ron and Fez Show starts right now. Ah, Boris. It's the Ron Fez Show. Uh, we opened the show today with Stillwater, a mid-level band still struggling with success. Uh, a lot of you guys probably know them as their other name. Uh, they're formerly the Jeff Healy Project, which is where I felt like they were at their best. They were killing it back then, man. It did seem like... 
all the elements were in place. But there's still water now, uh, soon to get the cover of Rolling Stone. And they don't just give that to any band. Fuck no. You know, they were at Max's Kansas City the other night, and Bob Dylan came in. Oh, what the? Bob Dylan, you know? That's some bad shit, crazy shit. So, in honor of uh, Stillwater, uh, we wanted to uh, bring in a young man who's been interviewing them, Cameron Crowe. He's got a brand new movie out called We Bought a Zoo. And it's about some people who buy a zoo. It's nice. It is. It's a nice little thing for a family to buy a zoo. Uh, that's coming up about 11.30, Hicks. Right around there, yep. Cameron Crow. Very exciting. Yeah. Of course it is. Super fucking cool. <laughs> and I heard he's a real prick, this guy. <laughs> but Cameron Crow is one of those guys that's got the reputation of, like, the nicest person in the world. So if he starts to hate us, we'll know it's all us. <laughs> he just starts losing his shit. Since he was like a big 70s rock writer, I might say to him, I think you remember Bob Seger, don't you, Cameron? <laughs> I'll come in. I'll play the part. We met a long time ago, Grand Rapids. I was opening up for... All right, it is the Run of Fez show. Uh, all kinds of stuff to announce as we get this started today, including your chances to win big with College Bowl Mania uh, over at the Interrobang. What a prize we've got uh, lined up for the winner. Uh, Archie Griffin, the only person who's ever won back-to-back -back Heisman trophies, has been kind enough to sign a food ball for us. That's huge. We will give you that. Simply for picking the winners, you've got to go over to the interrobang.com, the interrobang.com to make it work. I've got a feeling I could win this one. I really do. I want it bad. I want it bad. I want it bad. I know it was a little Caesars bowl. Yeah. Well, a lot of these bowls also change names. As people buy them. Different sponsors just fucking yeah. pick it up. I think there's got to be 20 bowl games, right? 35. Uh, 35, uh, which means 70 lucky teams <laughs> are out there playing in the bowl games. By the way, I don't know whether you know this about our own Fez Watley. He's a counter. I didn't know that. No, he's, a <coughs> he's an inside counter. Mm. So a lot of times if... You're just talking like, I don't know how many ceiling patterns, panels this building has. Boom. Watley's there with the answer because he's been counting. I kind of like Rain Man. I don't know what you're talking about. I haven't seen it yet, but... Uh, really? Yeah. Dustin Hoffman, Tom Cruise, you never yeah, saw that Yeah, I'm movie. familiar with Tom Cruise from a little film called Jerry Maguire. Oh. Uh, directed by Cameron Crowe. That little sky. Love that. Oh, yeah, I, I forgot like Vanilla movie. Sky. You're a giant Vanilla Sky fan. Yeah, a big fan, yeah. I know this. Uh, I've never once turned it off. Oh, hell no. Uh, by the way, this isn't the only thing uh, Cameron's got coming out. He did that Pearl Jam uh, documentary and then the Union documentary with uh, Elton John. I haven't seen the Pearl Jam yet. I want to, though. You remind me of them. Really? Well, I got the long hair. And I'm wearing flannel right now. North American. 
Garth, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Larry B. Yeah. Hey, man. Uh, Saturday night, uh, 8 p.m., the uh, Davy Mac Sports uh, Sports Show with your own Pepper Hicks for the fucking hit, dude. It's hilarious. It is. Uh, it's a bust-out hit right now. Uh, those were the guys who picked the Heisman correctly. Those were the guys who told us the Giants would have a big comeback win. Oh, those yeah. were the guys who said, Tebow, going to do a one more time. <laughs> it's the same game every fucking week. <laughs> the same exact thing. Um, now, here's the weird thing. I go out of my way to watch a Tebow game now. Yeah. I go out of my way to go, it's going to happen again at the end. <laughs> and yet, I've managed to fully hate Tim Tebow. Why? This I'm so just guessing precious. <laughs> I can't think of another reason except for fundamentalist Christian prejudice. I, but the whole time, I still want him to win. And then I'm like, well, he's not a fucking quarterback. And I get emails about it constantly, and I go out of my way to call him Mark Fidridge. And this is a fad. He's a hula hoop. The second <laughs> one team figures him out. They're all going to figure him out. It felt like the Bears did. It felt like Erlacher was all over his ass. But it's crazy. He could only play in the clutch. The rest of the time, he's a complete shit. Which makes me feel like he's lazy. You know what I mean? Like, there's got to be... Or does it... Maybe if they get him throwing, you know, hours uh, before. Maybe he's just coming in rusty. It's fucking weird. Um, it is madness, though. Absolute madness on a weekly basis. Now, would you say you're a Tebow fan or hate? I've become a Tebow fan. I'm on the Tebow wagon. Zietz? Uh, he's turned me. I'm definitely on it. Fezzi? Hater. Now, you love him because it's just fun every week it's to watch. exciting shit. And just last fucking yesterday, was and no one fucking saw that shit come with Mary and Barbara, that fuck up. <laughs> I know. That's the thing. He's getting extra... Kind of Jesus help in there. Definitely. And no one mentions that his uh, his fucking defense is playing like the old Ravens right now. You know what I mean? Like, you, you don't go around winning 13 to 10 every week. That's, that's 1966 fucking scores. Also, look at his line. Sometimes it's like he has 15 seconds. To th to yeah, I don't know what happens there either. Or why sometimes they just think, hey... Uh, we should leave somebody back because he'll just pick up a 15-yarder with nobody even near him. No, he's definitely not going to throw this time. Yeah. Um, let's go over here to Matt Jersey. You're on my face. Ronnie B., I shared your hatred uh, for Tim Tebow for the longest time. I couldn't stand him. Uh, and then I saw a documentary on ESPN about his career in high school and and uh, his, his whole background, and, and now I absolutely love him. So maybe you should check it out, brother. Do you love him, or do you just love Jesus? I love Tim Tebow. Okay. Then that, see, here's the thing. These are the people who don't like Tim Tebow. The people who don't like to hear Jesus stuff, uh, which I don't know why that is. It shouldn't bother me. No, no, I don't think it's so much that I hate Tim Tebow. I don't like the people who like him. You, you That's his, it. His fucking base. <laughs> right. So I've got the same kind of uh, problem with him that I have with a lot of jam bands. Okay. Not so much you, but the people who only go and see you. And don't know if anything else exists outside of uh, the fish parking lot. Right. That's it. <laughs> so it isn't so much fish, per se, but the fact that if you question any of those other people... 
they've never heard another song no. that wasn't by Fish. No, plenty of people like that. That's all. They just listen to. Well, There's fucking you know, twenty years of tapes to go through. Um, Red Rocks '92. The, the shit. You hear this? I guess it sounds like Fez. Why do you hate Tabell? Um, I'm not a fan of the public Jesus stuff. I don't think he's that good. He's I, as but, good as his record is, obviously. Well, he is as good as his record. That's all you're as good as. You know what I mean? That's the fucking reason why you play games. 7-1. But let's get back to this. The public Jesus stuff. No one ever, A, got mad at the black guys but for saying, before I get started, I want to give all props to God. But B, they never got excited. None of the fucking religious people ever got excited because some black guy dropped the Jesus thing in the... But with Tebow, they act like, oh, what a great witness he is. He's the Christian we needed. But I think, like, Will I Am or whoever those people are, like in, in fucking pop and, and hip-hop, constantly are acting like, without God, nothing happens. And everyone's just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Move along. <laughs> boom, boom, pow. Yeah, get to the next thing. I heard you got a feeling. Let's hear it. I got a feeling. Mazel tov. You act like you hate it, but no one's ever seen you alone in a car with that song. <laughs> I heard the word Mazel Tov. Tonight's gonna be a good night. I like robot sounds. Mm. Yeah, it's so awful that half the fucking world owns that album. It's crazy. There Those guys, they fucking... Communist China loves them. I don't get it. They go to the Congo and the fucking place is going crazy. <laughs> this Tebow thing... Um, is the strangest thing I think we've had for a while. Uh, Bill, Boston, you're on fist. When I look at the Tebow situation, it seems like we're all conditioned to, to want stars on our team. I think he's concerned just about his team. I think that's why we hate him. If that's true, if he's such a team guy, who are the other guys on his team, Bill? Name that Jesus. fucking known... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's him. It's all about Tebow. Any other fucking quarterback... And that was actually even playing like this, and we'd be we'd be talking about this team, this team that nobody saw coming, that is rallying, and they would be kind of the fun story of the year. But we're just talking about Tebow. It's the only thing that matters anymore. Uh, and that's the beauty of it. And then you get called a team player a lot when you're a white guy. It's another thing. Like things that white guys get is heart. Work ethic and team player. Scrappy. Yeah, scrappy. Uh, black guys get gifted, um, um, fast, superhuman, whatever it happens to be. Natural athlete. Yeah, for some fucking reason, that's code word of, this guy could even be better. You know, if you really think about it, he could be better. Put the work in. Um, here's uh, Bill. Bill, you're on my Fez. Hey, I like Tebow because he is proving all the experts on ESPN wrong, who constantly harp about his motion and all that kind of crap. His motion stinks. No, for, he can't. But he's winning. That, they've never said that, that people can't win with a defense and a running quarterback, at least in the short term. But don't get confused about this. ESPN and every other network are jerking off arcs right now. To the thought of this white 
Jesus guy winning games. They couldn't be happier. In the craziest way possible, where you have to watch the fucking whole thing. It's Rudy. If Rudy was a fucking quarterback. NBC even fought to flex the Patriots-Broncos game to next Sunday night, and CBS was like, no, you're not taking another Tebow game away from us. So CBS kept it at 4.15 on Sunday. Is it, does it stay a national game for everybody? Uh, no, I don't believe it is. It would, I, it, I think it's going to be regional because then of that. Then flex that shit. Yeah. It's too late. I flex like, it. Come on, let's get the team they're, out there. They're saying it might also have to do with uh, Patriots owner Robert Kraft is involved with CBS. There's a CBS scene restaurant at Fox. CBS. Fox and so that could have something to do you with it. You better make sure it's on your local because I want to see the Patriots kick the living shit out of him. I don't think it is. I want the devil quarterback to light him up. Just fucking murder that entire team. T got to throw it up next week. He's got to fucking put some points on the board. Uh, let's go over here to uh, Maddie. Maddie Armand Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Tim Tebow's like the Elvis of fundamentalist uh, Christians. He's taken the whole act away from uh, the black man. You know, Elvis took uh, the Memphis rock and roll sound and made it his own after. And it's really funny. Yeah, and it's really funny because think of what the fucking black people said about Elvis. Motherfucker can't dance. He can't dance at all. Because I couldn't see his hips. Uh, That was just one fucking Ed Sullivan. The rest of the time, everybody saw his hips properly. Yeah. Don't just Wikipedia Elvis. Fucking look into it a little bit. Renat, you're on a fez. Hey, what's up, Ronnie? Hey, you know, he's a great physical kicker, too. Did you see Tebow kick that 59-yarder and that 51-yarder? It is amazing how he came back. When Tebow kicked, yeah, when Tebow kicked that 59-yarder to uh, tie the game and then came back, caused the fumble, uh, drove downfield and kicked another 51-yarder. Tebow, I would like to do a thing that I'd start selling online, where it's Tebow on a crucifix, Okay, but he's breaking it over his back. Fucking badass, actually. Kind of like Hulk Hogan ripping his shirt off. Now, Fez, you said you're offended because he's a Christian. Yeah, he's a public Christian. And well, what's a public Christian? Where we see the big prayers out in public. And the Bible I read said don't do that. So you're, you have a problem with anyone who doesn't follow the Bible correctly. Well, I, uh, I'm an atheist now, but I think if you're going to promote that thing, do it correctly. Who does it correctly, the Pope? I think people that don't sit out there and pray in front of everyone. So you never saw the Pope pray in front of everyone? You never saw Billy Graham pray in front of everyone? Yeah, but I mean, they're leading services and masses. Well, there's masses that go to football games. And I've never heard him grab a microphone and start to pray after a game. That would be, seriously, if he started speaking in tongues, then you would have me. And I'm not a big fan of his focus on the family commercial from the Super Bowl. But here's what I uh, I like about you, Fez. You're an atheist who gets offended by sacrilegious things. Mm-hmm. Right. It's almost impossible. Um, almost what you would say would be a hypocrite to some point of view. Uh, let's go over here to um, John. John, you're on run Fez. Hey, buddies, I was just thinking that it'd be awesome. Um, what we really need is some quarterback that every time he was interviewed would just thank his dark lord, Satan, uh, you know, for giving him the evil black powers to do what he did. I was thinking like a Willie Beeman or 
If only OJ wasn't still in jail. Um, well, first of all, Stephen Willie Beeman was a Christian, so was OJ. Mm -hmm. They just weren't overly good at it. Beeman could fucking run that ball, too. <laughs> yeah, Beeman, he reminds me. Except for Beeman could also throw. He fucking nailed goddamn Bill Bellamy in that fucking playoff game. Um, and T.O. Let's go over here to uh, Dan in Florida. You're in Memphis. Hey, I'm Bonnet. Hey, uh, next week, look on the back of Tebow's and the rest of the Broncos' helmets. I think they're going to have God is my co-pilot stickers on the back of their helmets and the little fish, too, in the other corner. So so what, what this? So a lot of the anti-Tebow thing is just an anti-Christian thing. No one ever gets that offended that every time he throws a pass, he looks more like he's bullying. So but weird. it's the fact that they, a lot of people are afraid of the Jesus thing. Oh, they, Does that work for you, Fez? Yeah. You're afraid yeah. of Jesus? I, I don't think I'm afraid of Jesus because I don't think he exists. So what do you, what do you fear with Tebow? I just, I, I just don't like, I don't like him. Oh, All right, I, but you got to give us a reason. I think it started with the so-called speech at the University of Florida. I didn't see that. This is uh, when they got beat. They were supposed to have the undefeated season, and they went ahead and put this giant plaque up of the speech he made after. Well, uh, give us some details to it. I don't know what the what was so offensive about the speech. It was just a bad speech, and now it's on a giant plaque where most of it was apologizing for not getting Florida an undefeated season. All right, now, have you ever seen the plaque? Yeah, you've been there. I haven't been there, but I've seen the plaque. So it means something to the people at that school, the plaque. Uh, yeah. See, I don't go to the school. I don't know about. It. I don't know about the speech. Uh, by the way, college football. If you know what you're doing, head on over to the Terrabang. We got big prizes. Join College Bowl Mania and win. I really want to win this one. That's a huge fucking prize. I am going to put myself into this. I'm going to win. I'm going to beat all the listeners. And I'm going to finally feel like the best person that ever lived. Picks, yes. it's gambling. Are you in? I'm fucking in. Hell yeah. By I the way. the action. I don't know shit about it, but give it to me. I never had the chance to tell you. You were so good in luck last night. That show was going to be a gigantic hit. And I you were phenomenal in it. <laughs> um, let's go over here to Ed. Ed, you're on Running Fez. Hey, guys. If people don't hate him for being a Christian. They just don't like how demonstrative he is. It really puts people off. Well, now, what has he done that's demonstrative? The silent prayer on one knee? Well, the, the early part uh, of the silent prayer on one knee, of course, the cameras are all over it. And then, you know, the thinking of God every time. He says, I like to thank God and before he accepts it. But that really puts people off. There's something about it that... Well, don't, don't talk about other people. Talk about yourself. What are you so offended by? You no, know, I'm not. It, it doesn't offend me at all. I think that's his right, and and uh, he is so doggone excited to be a Christian that he's just got to tell the world. So, uh, you know, that's his right, and it doesn't really bother me at all. All right, let's go over here to Jarhead. Jarhead, you're on Fez. Hey, there, Ronnie, how you doing, buddy? Good. Hey, Fez. I mean, uh, the thing I got to uh, you know mention it's one of the things that bothers me a lot when it comes to this whole people with. You know, religion. The thing you got to think of, it's a freedom of religion, not a freedom from religion. So if the guy kneels and prays, so what? 
You know, that's Fez, this is what kills me about Fez. Fez likes it if a guy scores a touchdown, then acts like he's making a phone call, or that he just gave birth to a fucking football. All that stuff, Fez is like that gets people fired up. It's a lot of fun, and because I always say give give the ball back to the ref. But now that a guy is in silent prayer, uh, Fez is furious about it. Yeah, I don't see the big deal. I mean, or some plaque that me. I swear to God, none of the rest of us know about. Right, some right. private plaque that's down there in Florida. What's the plaque say, Hicks? The promise to the fans and everybody in Gator Nation. I'm sorry. I'm extremely sorry. We were hoping for an undefeated season. That was my goal. Something Florida's never done here. I promise you one thing: a lot of good will come out of this. You'll never see any player in the entire country play as hard as I will play the rest of the season. You'll never see someone push the rest of the team as hard as I will push everybody the rest of the season. You will never see a team play harder than we will the rest of the season. God bless, Tim Tebow, September twenty seventh, two thousand eight. Well, I'm a, I'm a little teared up there, just thinking of a guy, not talking about himself, but making a pledge back to the fans. That was an awful speech, Fez. That's a horrible speech. It's not exactly the Newt Rockney speech. Well, Newt Rockney speech isn't all that good either. Um, here's uh, Tony in Texas, Sherman of Fez. Hey, how you doing, Ronnie? You're so much in the bus. Thank you, my friend. Uh, Tony, uh, um, Ronnie. Uh, I mean, it's just it's just made me sub- give me something to root for this this season. Uh, you know, Cowboys. I'm a big Cowboys fan. But Rome was always shit. A hey, great, great game last night against the Giants. That yeah, exactly. Unbelievable. And, and, uh, but 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 you know the thing is that I find myself you know what going to the internet and uh, looking for Tebow's games because it's so fucking exciting. You know, it's it's just five. You know, these last. I I've watched the last two games myself, and there's no reason for it other than the Tebow mania. I mean, I wasn't really there for Beatlemania. I missed all the buzz. I didn't know anything about Elvis. Oh, the Gaga thing isn't all that exciting to me. So Tebow mania. I want to get into a little bit. Uh, Ashton, you're on my face. Hey, how you guys doing, Ronnie? Yeah. Um, Call to just comment on what says are talking about about the speech. I mean, you know, to say it's a bad speech that Tebow gave in Florida um, is just kind of asinine to me. I mean, he made a pledge to everybody that everybody would work hard, and then they didn't lose another game for the rest of the season. Yeah, I I game. was not familiar with the speech because I don't follow college football that much. But it was a fine speech, and yeah. Fez just I'll grabbed... I'll call it the apology. You, it was. It was an apology. But you're grabbing at straws. You haven't come out and said the definitive thing. You, you're grabbing at straws here. I was honest enough to admit why I don't like Tebow, and that's because other people like Tebow. So now I'm rooting against him just to ruin their day and their faith. That's all. That's, just just to make them question. That speech is my favorite part about Tebow. I still say that to my roommate if we're playing video games and I'm down at halftime. I'll just It's my favorite thing about him. It's ridiculous. Now, does that surprise you, Fez? No, no, that he thinks the speech is ridiculous? No, because I think so, no, too. He thinks it's ridiculous when you say he loves that speech. Zietz loves the speech and he goes back over it all the time. He was crying and just saying it to reporters. It was It was awesome. Um, let's go over here to Gary. Gary, you're on a Fez. Oh, uh, yeah, um, I'm wondering, Fez, does he hate every time a kicker, and every kicker does it, when they make a field goal, they point to the sky to God. Does he hate that, too? Uh, or if you watch just about every Dominican ball player will make the sign of the cross, 
before they step into the plate. It's been around my whole life. I'm used to seeing people uh, thanking God. It's not that unusual. I think Tebow just takes it to a whole new level with that focus on the family commercial about uh, he's glad he wasn't aborted. So he should have said, I wish I was aborted. And working with a group that is supposed to be this loving Christian but works with a group who despises gay people. What, what, What are you talking about now? The focus on the family. The quote from their guy is, gays are going to destroy the earth. Well, gays should stop that, because we need the earth. Um, let's go over here to Tom. Tom, you're in my face. Hi, Ron. Good yeah. morning. Um, I just wanted to comment on the hue and outcry that would be going out from everybody if Tim Tebow was praising Allah or some other religion. Well, we'll never know that, because right now Muslims got no game. And what well, they need to do is start balling. Uh, Jason, Detroit, Irman Fez. Hey, Ron and Fez. Um, I want to say the reason I don't like Tim Tebow, it's got nothing to do with the religion. I'm an atheist. I can give two craps. The reason I don't like him is because he only shows up a quarter of the time. Kind of like Fez. Oh, shit. I didn't see that one coming. Uh, Fez, do you think yourself is the Tebow of radio? Uh, no, I don't think I'm the Tebow of radio. If you worked really hard, could you become the Tebow of radio? I guess, go on a would win you, streak. Would you make the speech right now? Would you make a speech promising the listeners how hard you're going to work? And that everyone expected more out of the last seven years, but now you're ready to turn it back around. I promise I am ready to turn it back around and work as hard as I possibly can for this show and the listeners. Make it into a plaque. Okay. I find a good black guy. Um, let's go over here to uh, Chris. Chris, you're my Fez. Yeah, Fez, you're a big Notre Dame fan, right? Yes. What about Touchdown Jesus? That's a Catholic school. You Thank can't you. get around that. Thank you. It's still religious. <laughs> Fez, a couple people are writing in now and saying thank you so much for the dead pledge. It really sounded like your heart was in it. I promise. Fez, like the old saying is, we want a pitcher, not a belly itcher. Right. Why would you say right to that? doesn't even make sense. I just threw out something fucking crazy for you. Uh, uh, uh. Um, let's go over here to Ben. Ben, you're on Fez. Hey, guys. Hey, Fezzy, I just wanted to know, Troy Polamalu is one of the most popular players on defense, Steeler Nation and everything, but yet right before every play, he always says a sign of a cross, and everybody just comments that, hey, that's part of his religion, that's fine. But uh, it, there's no animosity towards him, but you have this animosity towards uh, Tim Tebow. I, Not only that, but Fez that? has a poster of Troy Polamalu over his bed, and he's written on it, uh, Simone, fuck God. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's disgusting. Uh, uh. This is Ron Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, let's uh, go over here to Chris. Chris, you're Ron Fez. Chris. Hey, Ron? Yeah. Ron. What can Hello? I do for you? I just want to say I think that Fez is religious phobic. Like guys, guys are really homophobic. Usually, they're usually gay. They're kind of you know hiding behind that. And I think 
Fez needs to come to grips with. He's afraid of religion for some reason, something in his life that he either feels guilty about or he's not fulfilling his spirituality. Something there. I, I'm not quite sure what it is. What do you think? Well, when when I first knew Fez, he was one of those uh, go to church several times a work people, uh, weak people. He was working for the church. Um, he taught Sunday school. He did all this, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was there. I was on committees. And when you walked out of the church, when you turned your back on your Lord and Savior, uh, and you had that void in your life, that hole in your chest, have you ever filled that? No. No. Is there still an empty void there? Uh, yeah. Where your spirituality used to be? Yeah, because I don't feel anything spiritual either. When was the last time that you prayed? Oh, uh, Gosh, it was probably 2007. Uh, 2007. You didn't pray when your dad was sick? Nope. Too bad. Whoa. That might have been the key. Um, as we said, coming up in just... Well, we got him now? Yep. Uh, one of America's great directors, as well as great writers... Uh, Cameron Crowe, you know the films. The first thing uh, that he ever wrote was Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Then films that he wrote and directed, Say Anything, uh, Singles, Jerry Maguire, Almost Famous. And his most recent film uh, stars Matt Damon and uh, is called We Bought a Zoo, based on a true story about a guy who, after his wife dies, takes his kids by Zazoo. Real pleasure to bring this guy into the show, Cameron Crowe. Cameron Crowe in studio with us. That's a little bit of the soundtrack playing, camera. Yeah, Ron. I felt like I was walking into the movie. That was <laughs> yeah. cool. <laughs> well, you know, I think that you're one of those guys that has the extra pressure of you always need a bitchin' soundtrack. Everyone uh -huh. expects this the, you to have a great soundtrack. Tarantino is another one that gets yeah. it. Scorsese. Yeah. yeah. Probably Wes Anderson, too, I think. Definitely Wes Anderson. Yeah. I love the music he uses. So is that in the back of your mind when you're putting this together? I also have to make sure i keep this going it's 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 actually like always there because yeah. it starts with the music and yeah. you're i'm writing with the music and then we cast actors according to the music sometimes and then uh then they end up either soaking up the music or or not and and i think like i i get a little thrill when we talk about like some of the other directors that use music like mm -hmm. that because it's my favorite thing in movies when the movie kind of takes you on a little detour and gives you a soundtrack choice and you just go wow that yeah thank you for taking me there and it's really interesting because like wes anderson will work in one kind of pocket yeah. of of music that was popular but was somewhat forgotten mm -hmm. uh you'll work out i think a lot of your work music i'm gonna guess is pretty personal mm -hmm. based Definitely. stuff that means to you yeah so when you were writing mm 
mm-hmm. with music, do you pick the music saying this is the stuff I want to write to, or you just happen to start writing your best stuff while certain songs are on? I just go nuts with playlists. I just yeah. start like throwing music into playlists that I know is going to be right for the movie, and and it, and it sticks around till the end. Uh, with We Bought a Zoo, it was really funny because uh, the Sigaross stuff and Yonzi's solo mm-hmm. album Go really was a big influence and it started to influence matt damon to the point where he would ask for it to do some of the important moments in the movie and it would spur him on because he said it would make him feel like he knew the movie he was in and that's interesting it was wild yeah so he's already thinking this is this is almost closer to the finished product than yeah. he's ever been before yeah and it's also kind of an emotional partner that's just kind of like jabbing you to say like right Here's where we're going. Let's go further. And you've got uh, Matt Damon's character is in such a rough spot. That guy (laughs) who suddenly, you know, it seems to me he can't even um, grieve his wife because he's got little kids. Right. You know? Well said. Loss is is covering him up. Right. And uh, and it's like, how do I get out from under this increasing shadow? And the movie really is is how he kind of puts his life and everybody else's life together, and uh, and does so by following that little voice inside, which sometimes is tied to music. Sometimes a song you hear gives you an idea for how you can be more inspiring in your daily life. So I don't know. It was great to kind of marry the purpose of the movie with the music and the right actor, which is Matt. Yeah, he's uh, he's so terrific in this. And I've always thought like the two regrets that most. Uh, guys have yeah is how they were as a father and how they were as a son yeah it's the two things that you really have a tough time pulling off yeah it's it's really well said i didn't know that the father and son scenes of the movie were going to be kind of as as powerful as they ended up being but i think that comes from me because i have two boys they're they're 11 twins and in the course of making the movie and writing the movie, they, you know, those were some important years, and you really want to step up and be a dad as they're approaching, you know, teen time and stuff. Yeah. And uh, I was surprised at how much of the, my personal experience was starting to filter into the movie. And then when we started showing the movie, the scenes between the father and son would come up, and there would be a stillness in the audiences. Nobody would move, and you yeah. realize, wow. We're into an area here that's kind of electrifying with how personal it is. Sure. And it's exactly because of what you said. We have regrets and promise and, like, how am I doing in that regard? And I think, you know, uh, that he's the generation of dad that knows that you can't get away with faking it. Right. So he's saying to this kid, come on, man. You know, yeah. you know, like, meet me just halfway here. Yeah. Not asking you to be great, yeah. but just stay out of trouble. It's kind of why I, 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 I like the idea that the character in the movie... Benjamin me is always like saying man yeah. dude <laughs> yeah. why don't you bring that in because he thinks it's time to be a buddy to his kid right. but the kid doesn't want that yeah he doesn't want to be called dude he wants the guy to be dad right dad doesn't call you bro yeah come on and so but he learns that lesson in the course of the movie and it is uh that thing but his heart's always in the right place and that's what's yeah. and that's when we go back to these things that you wish you just did a little differently yeah it's people care about them they just don't always have the skills to get there true uh the other thing of course i love about the film and i'm kind of a sucker for the hey we're starting over and we've found a whole new community yeah uh to be with and that's 
the thing that I think everybody can kind of relate to of, all right, the people that I work with, yeah, they're misfits, but if we put everybody together, yeah. you know, it's a decent gang. I, I, I feel that way, and I also try and... I think every movie that I've been lucky enough to make... I've tried to do that, like mm -hmm. create a family that you feel like you kind of know as you're watching the movie, and you might miss them when the movie's over. That's my favorite thing about movies. Like we talk about Wes Anderson, the Royal Tannenbaums. Like I come to New York City, and I think of it as the Tannenbaums are living here somewhere, right? Somewhere, and and that's like the greatest thing. Yeah. So a if you're able to do that, it's everything in movies. Yeah, apparently he's got them living on 350th Street, yeah, wherever yeah, that yeah, is. Yeah, 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 so good. <laughs> We're going uptown looking for it. Uh, I'm and looking I, for those cabs. <laughs> I have read that you had set Matt this, and it's one of my favorite films, is Local Hero. Yeah, uh, me too. And I think it's also so cool that you put P Peter Riegert in the film. My tribute to Peter Riegert and Local Hero. Who, by the way, I think he's one of the best actors we've oh, ever had. He, great director too. He did a movie called King of the Corner that's like really. I love cool. that film too. Yeah, he. It's that movie, Local Hero, and King of the Corner. It it, it casts a spell, right? And you just want to go back there. Like, there's no way when that movie comes on TV that you don't stay with that movie sure. and just say, "Oh, okay, great. This is like a beautiful little rainy day, and the sun comes out at a certain point, and I love this world." Yeah, what I what I like about it too is why I and I even try to bring that film up sometimes when people are feeling like life sucks or I can't yeah. go on. You don't know where your spot is like that. Yeah. Where it's not only a great place, but there's all these people. Yeah. You just haven't been there yet. Boy, you know? I, I love the way you're 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 saying that because that was the intent of We Bought a Zoo. Mm -hmm. Like this place, this property that, that Matt Damon's character falls in love with, even before he knows it's a dilapidated zoo that he has to restore, feels like there's destiny there. Yeah. This is going to be a place that's going to matter to me. And I think we all feel that way. Like sometimes when you're looking for a house or a new place to live, you get a feeling when you walk right. into some place and everybody says, you don't want to live there. <laughs> it's like, no, I like this place. And uh, I think we all have that little voice inside that says you belong here. And then this was a place that not only was he destined to go to, but those people needed him. Now right. he's needed somewhere. Right. Which is that odd thing is that if you can find a place to give some kind of service, how much more you give back. Yeah. Uh, when you wrestle through a, a film like this, you are, I guess, walking the age of Razor's Edge the whole yeah. way, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, because you want to... You wanna be quietly inspiring mm -hmm. um but if you if you say i'm gonna make an inspiring movie chances right. are ain't gonna happen <laughs> but if you just tell a story about some characters i think that that stick with you yeah and their story feels real you got a chance to 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 do it correctly like these movies we're talking about and and i my dream was that we bought a zoo is kind of in that family of movies that give you that sense of Wow, I just feel a little differently about life after I saw that movie. But mostly, I laughed and I felt something. And uh, you know, I feel like a few of the movies that I've I've made or written have gotten into that ballpark, and that's the most satisfying thing. Uh, and it's not an easy place to go, and not a lot of other people go like are willing to do it the way you are. It's and particularly now I think it's almost easier to get a movie made that's about hopelessness than sure. than, a, than a movie that kind of wears its heart on its sleeve. And and I'm proud of that. Well, you'll go back with the one of the things I think that you're willing to do 
is to say that you love something and hold it precious, whether it's music, yeah. whether it's other films. And the coolest thing always to do is, you know, whatever, I don't care, yeah. one way or another. But to say, uh, and you'll do this in your documentary, mm -hmm. uh, that, you know, this music, these yeah. songs are important. Yeah. It's good. It's good to be a fan of the things you love. And, and I always felt, declare it. De declare it. And sometimes yeah. if you're a journalist, even, you're supposed to be distant and cool and removed. But you don't have to be that way. You can yeah. write about your heroes and bring integrity and ask tough questions and do that stuff. But come on, if you're going to spend a couple hours or a couple years working on a documentary, let it be about somebody who inspires you. Come on. Right. So I say declare your fandom. And, and Almost Famous was, was about that. You love music. Share it. Yeah. Declare it. What songs do you love and why? It's just, uh, there's quiet heroism in that for me. And I, even as a journalist, sometimes people would say like, uh, oh, hide, hide, hide the stuff you care about. But I always thought there's a way that you could show your influences and pay tribute and also take people along on a ride where you shared what you loved with them. But can you separate the work from the artist, the, the song from the singer? Uh, if you love the song, does that mean you have to love the singer? Or, Oh, that's an interesting question. Uh, no, you can love the work. And mm -hmm. the thing that I, I have this theory, it's like, you know, often people pick apart like an artist, like, oh, the new album just isn't, it isn't like the second album that was so right. perfect. And my thing is like, sign on board for the body of work. You know, if you love the artist and the artist has touched you in some way, go on the ride, go yeah. on the big ride with them. You know, every album can't be the same, every movie can't be the same. But if that person has meant something to you, Sign on board for the for the for the whole experience, and don't uh, don't be microscopic about what worked for you and what didn't work for you. Try and get in the frame of mind of the guy that made it or the woman that made the stuff, and just go like, you know, yes, all right, take me there. Well, because you, I, I do remember like when Bowie would go through his changes, yeah. and sometimes I'd be like, no, this is the worst right. thing, low, no way, you know. Yes. And then a few years later, I'm like, this album is great. But I was looking for Ziggy Stardust again. Right. You know? I was looking for Ziggy Stardust <laughs> yeah. again. And I'm Low was crazy. <laughs> yeah, of course. We would never say no to that. <laughs> but looking back, Low is such an important record. You yeah. Know? And and uh, I did liner notes on the Station to Station reissue. Yeah. And so I was kind of like getting back into the whole Bowie thing and the body of work. And, and Low was a portal experience that took him into this place that actually saved his life right and so low low was the thing that kept him alive ultimately to make more music for us later so low is probably more valuable to us than ziggy stardust in a way so even now you see people are like oh what is metallica doing with yeah. lou reed we might not know for two more albums you know it may take so a while well said yeah but the fact that they made that album with lou means they were open to X, Y, and Z, right. which is a gift that comes later. It's kind of a theme that I've always loved to write about, which is in the moment, you don't always know where you're being sent and what gifts are being given to you. And it's kind of what this movie's about. I mean, when the guy falls in love with this piece of property, it just feels like the silliest idea to uproot your family and take them to this place that's apart from where you grew up and where you've raised them. It's like, you know, it feels wrong. 
But in fact, uh, he saves all their lives by doing that. And and it's just, I love that kind of a story. And of course, um, you know, that he's not walking away from even his memories. I think that he's keeping yeah. them alive even more by choosing life, you yeah. know, and, and choosing life for the kids. Because I've yeah. seen people put on, you know, the black clothes and stay that way. Yeah. Thinking, I'm not going to have another Merry Christmas because we lost a family member. <laughs> There's comfort in that. There's yeah. comfort in just closing up and saying, yeah, I'm in black. Right. Leave me alone. Numb I'm me the down. sad man. <laughs> yeah. I suffer. I suffer. That's funny. <laughs> I suffer. Well, for you, when you're a film, uh, as a filmmaker, uh, and I guess it goes back to tie-in, it's one thing because the, uh, the let's say the musician can sit there and fool around on the guitar until they start to find a sound. But to make a film, it's such a much bigger production. Yeah, yeah. You, you, there must be a lot of false starts and um, stops and stuff like that along the way. There are, and they usually happen in the writing phase. So that's mm -hmm. where you can that's where you can try stuff and be experimental. But even when we're making the movie, we try stuff, and and I try and build in enough time here and there to just go out on a limb, do something crazy. And sometimes it's that crazy stuff that ends up landing in the movie, and people remember it. That happened in Jerry Maguire. I remember there was a scene where Tom Cruise was quitting his job, and he was striding out of the office. And uh, and I was kind of it was early in the process. I was kind of nervous about like, well, can I don't know Tom Cruise that well? Could I ask him to just trip and fall on his face? <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> and <laughs> and I did. And he's like, great idea. And so he does. And and it's in the movie where where he just fell over, surprised all these extras that were part of the scene. They gasped. Tom Cruise is tripping and falling on his face in front of us. Are we supposed to look away? No, it was on purpose, and 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 it, but it was something that happened as an experiment in the moment, and it lives forever because you were kind of courageous enough to 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 do it in your right. Tom Cruise. Yeah, and it also takes you. He stops being Tom Cruise and starts being Jerry Maguire in terms of the audience. Right. right. Exactly. Because you know that's the, and that's what I love about Matt Damon in here is like you're not that connected. With Matt Damon running around shooting people in Europe and having you know great karate <laughs> skills, that's gone pretty quickly. Yeah, you know that you pull into this, and you just find yourself going, "Oh, this poor dude. You yeah. know, he didn't sign up for this. <laughs> you know, he didn't want to be half the parents with all the job." Yeah, it's 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 also a statement about Matt himself mm -hmm. that I think people daily ask him if he's going to do another Born movie, right? daily and it'd be the easiest thing in the world for him to say okay i'll do another born movie back up the trucks unload the cash let's go but he doesn't he he said uh i don't know what that next movie would be i think we've kind of explored all the options and that story's been told so he ends up saying yes to this movie and i think that's an amazing thing and that shows really what a kind of soulful person he is which bleeds into the performance that he gives you and matt is one of those guys he's definitely a movie star yeah but at the same time you don't see paparazzi following him around new york he manages to yeah. somehow balance out it makes you wonder about the people that do get followed around by the paparazzi you know? yeah like, do they pick up the phone and say hey i'm going <laughs> here tonight oops hope i don't see you yeah right <laughs>
or just keep dating other stars, whatever that yeah. thing is that that seems to make the paparazzi so excited. He's a family guy, and I wanted to catch a little bit of that in the movie. Just the fact that he's he's, but he's a cool dad, right? Like he's not the way he is as a as a as a father in life. I thought would be wonderful to put in the movie because the movies are filled with like movie dads. Mm-hmm. Hey. Don't you do that. Right. Come home early. But he's like trying to work his way through in a very real way. Um, Missing Parents has played a a role through a lot of your work. Yeah. Um, Is that something that you've been conscious of as you're going along, or does that come through uh, subconsciously? It's kind of subconscious. Um, Mm -hmm. I think, I, 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 I guess I'm kind of interested in like how you deal with a family member that's not there in some way. If you're not lucky enough to be the one with the perfect family, how do you deal with that? And people deal with it every day in in kind of quietly heroic ways. And I just uh, I kind of gravitated to it early as a as a way to tell a story about how you can find family and build a new chance for yourself as a as a as your own little community. And I've al- I've also just uh I think been lucky enough to find some actors that played that role really well, like Frances McDormand and Almost Famous playing a, a a mom making it through on her own. There's just something beautiful about that struggle to like be a mother and a father but you're only one person. Right. And you've got to do you've got to do it cuz these are just the cards. You got to do it. This is it. Yeah. You got to do it and and that's Matt in this movie. Um, I know that the union HBO picked that uh-huh. up. Yeah. So that's incredibly cool. Was it that, is. How did that come about for you? Well, Elton John, I'd written about when I was a journalist, and I'm still a journalist, uh, but I'd written about him early on, and then we used his music in a couple movies, and he always gave us like all the tracks and all the you know assorted variables with the raw version of the yeah. songs which you don't often get that scene in elizabethtown whereas uh, my father's gun is one of my favorite scenes thanks yeah it's we we used it to score part of the movie because elton john gave us like all the ver- various versions and uh it's like a generous thing and so one day Nobody else. He called up. You pick up the phone, and it's like Elton John. And he said, uh, how would you like to film me writing? Nobody's ever filmed my creative thing. They filmed me doing everything else, but I've always been so private about it. Would you be interested in doing that? Because I thought of you for doing that. And I was like, sure, let's do it. And uh, so I showed up with some cameras real low to the ground and we started filming him and it ended up being the first day that he was having Leon Russell come to meet him after 28 plus years and so we ended up just filming the whole process of him recording this album and it's a real personal candid portrait of Elton John one of the biggest stars ever uh, and how he is as a guy trying to, to make music and, and, and put something exciting together. And what a perfect storm time for you to just suddenly show up for that. I mean, I know. who saw that project coming? Yeah. The, the second I heard that, I go, they should have done this in 75. This I was know. always perfect. I idea. know. But El- Elton is the super fan, and he's also such a showman. We were editing that while we were doing this movie, and, and I was worried at a certain point, like, how are we going to do both things at once? How are we going to edit the Elton John documentary while doing We Bought a Zoo? And then uh, I started watching the footage that we put together on Elton, and he has narrated his own story 
already. So wow. you, you just find that he's like turning to the camera at a certain point saying, <laughs> I'm a little nervous today. <laughs> Uh, Leon's not feeling well. We're halfway through the album, and uh, I have to go to Las Vegas and begin a another rehearsal. But I worry about Leon. I'm like, Elton, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> He's Captain Fantastic, easily. man. He's, he, he knows show business. He does. Uh, we bought a zoo out this uh, Friday, and, and as always, there's. Uh, it's just great to know that you're out there making these films. And I've been a fan of yours reading you since I was a kid, and you were just a kid then, too. So it's the strangest thing to have the chance to, to talk to you, and I appreciate and it. And here we are. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see you next time. It's through. an honor. See ya. Among the few possessions he left to his heirs was a set of Encyclopedia Britannica under the names Ari and Uzi Tenenbaum. No one spoke at the funeral, and Father Peterson's leg had not yet mended. But it was agreed among them that Royal would have found the event to be most satisfactory. So Ron Fez show. Uh, Cameron Crowe was uh, just hanging out here for a little bit. That was so much fun, man. Um, Cameron Crowe is exactly the a sweet guy that you expect like you you hear for years oh everyone likes to work for cameron because he's just so sweet and it's like just the biggest heart and then he comes in here and he's like the incredibly nicest guy wow it's true yeah he's he was awesome but i love the stuff uh that we were you know discussing about just try to love the things that you love you know like when we started doing stuff with the interrobang about just finding some cool stuff to love for some reason everybody has become so jaded immediately jaded and only liking to watch train wrecks you know it's everything's kind of really fucking cynical it's like i guess i don't know it's an internet culture you could call but i guess that falls in real life too well because you're i think people i think it comes from fear uh, and, you, and you remember how, like, we talked about bullying, you bully people so that you won't get bullied, uh -huh. you know what I mean? And everybody just wants to say, hey, why the attention is on something shitty, uh, no one will notice that I think I'm shitty, too. Um, I think there's a lot of that in there. And I think it's a lot of stuff where people are afraid to say uh, that they love certain stuff. I, I love the hell out of that the stuff that he was saying in here today. He was fantastic. But by the way, Almost Famous is so fucking important to me on like 90 different levels. I've watched that movie too many fucking times. Um, so just to have him come in, and I'm like, I'm not going to bring up Almost Famous unless he does. Well, he did. But great. the other weird thing is that he loves a movie, too, uh, from the 80s. Well, remember the day? I don't know whether you were with us when Peter Riegert showed up in the building. I, no, I was. I was before I uh, for, for the show. So uh, one day there was a girl. I can't even think of her name. Her, she was working there, and she was doing an interview with Peter Riegert over on Fifty Seventh Street. And I look out through that glass window. I'm like, "Fuck!" There's Peter Riegert, and I'm like, "See if uh, you know he can come in." Which she was like cool enough to say, yeah, as soon as I'm done, I'll send him in. So he comes in, and I just started talking to him. And like later, people wrote to me like, dude, that was so awesome. You could take this guy and just talk to him about all these different movies. 
I'm like, how does everyone not see in every fucking Peter Rieger movie? Why aren't you going fucking crazy over him? And the film that he had directed was the that he was promoting was the one they that Cameron Crowe uh, brought up to me today. That's fucking. That's the shit. Yeah. That's just fucking crazy. And then when we talked to that. Um, I can't think of the guy's name. The guy who produced Animal House and all those things, and this kid is the the director now. Um, Landis, though. Uh, no, Landis. He was more the producer. Does early Bill Murray things and all. And his, uh, his son is the one who just directed uh, almost uh, or a young adult. Young adult. Oh Jesus! Yeah, I'll get his name now. What's the what's the kid's name? The kid's name uh, uh Jason Reitman. All right, so it was fucking Ivan Reitman and his Ivan father. Reitman, yeah. So I talked to him on the phone once, and I started telling him, "Oh, the perfect fucking movie would be like the Animal uh, spin um, Animal House spinoff with Peter Riegert and um, Karen Allen." And you just hear him go like, "Oh God, I'm trying to promote something else. Oh. You're talking to me about some fucking film that'll never make any money, and I'm pushing, you know, because he he just makes the worst possible shit movies now, just fucking awful thing. You know, Reitman's kid seems like his heart's in the right place, but Reitman's movies are just one after another, <sighs> just like what commercial fucking thing can I throw against the wall? Oh, Disturbia." Thank you. <laughs> Fez's ten best. That hurts Fez's feelings. I'm just saying. Um, by the way, the new Batman and Superman posters are out in the same day. So I guess this is going to be the thing. Am I crazy or do they look like they've been made by the same Person. The same. It looks. This looks exactly the fucking same. The exact same. Well, style-wise, uh, I'm sure this. It was the same fucking production house. They're too. very dark. Oh yeah, the kid from fucking Social Network got screwed over, and now he's now he's <laughs> fucking. Well, he got screwed over with a billion dollars, and now he's Spider-Man. Now he's Spider-Man. Uh, still working with an American accent. They've got it up on the Interbang. If you like to go and measure these up against each other. Now, Fez, I know you're a Batman fan more than a Spider-Man fan. Mm-hmm. Which poster do you pick here? I actually pick the Spider-Man poster. Whoa. Now, why do you do that? I think it's a unique effect with the shadow, other than just Bane walking away from Batman's cow. I, I think the, the fact that he's casting a right. spider shadow. This is how much more you know than me. I didn't know that was Bane walking away. I only know I don't read the comic books or haven't in like 20 some years. So I don't know how you could tell Bane from his back. So, and then the weirdness of a legend dies. Is that what it says there? The legend no. ends. The yeah. legend ends. And then it says, and what's the name of the film? The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, how are you ending and rising? I think that's a mistake. Um, Hicks, what do you pick? Uh. I'll t I, I actually do like it, even though it doesn't make sense. I'll give me the Batman one because I like the, the shattered Batman head. It makes you think he's gonna get killed. All right, so you like it because it's a shattered head. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Look, the Spider Man one's just a kid in a goddamn alley. The but, whole story. I know what happens. He's a fucking geek in high yeah. school, and he gets bit by a fucking spider. I've I've <laughs> seen the trailer, and it looks like the first movie. <laughs> and, but it looks like some kids are reshooting the first movie. <laughs> the retold story. 
Uh, Zeets, which one do you like better? I like the Spider-Man one better, but it I don't like the untold story tagline. Pepper's very correct about that. <laughs> I think both the taglines blow. <laughs> you can't say ends and rises on the same poster. Yeah, also, so I hate this idea that even though it's Nolan's last Batman film, like you know it's going to make a billion dollars, and in a couple years they're going to make a, another one and just be like, yeah, Christopher Nolan isn't doing it. But, Within you know. six weeks they're going to make another one. The, the untold poster story. The poster will say the legend continues. Um, the untold legend continues <laughs> to be untold. What? All right, I think I'm going to go with... And I agree with everything that you guys have said. I think that the spider is a little bit better of an effect, kind of like the broken cow. But I'm going to go, wait, they're not the same poster. I'm going to pick three there <laughs> because the coloring is amazing. And even everything that's done with the lettering, yeah, and it looks like they could be fur. It almost looks like you do a Batman meets Spider-Man fucking series out of this. Oh, people's heads will explode. Summer 2012 is going to be awesome. Like Batman said it exploded? Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, oh my God, now, the same movie. Now, the cowl, as they call it, is made out of what? Clay? I always thought it was latex, but yeah, it, it looks like this is... I thought, yeah. Kevlar? Like graphite. Yeah, it's, now it's more of a helmet type thing. All right, Zeitz, did you uh, give a strange look when I said cowl? Yeah, I don't even know. Even the first time Fez said it, I looked for like some Batman cow on it. It's C O L. No, C O W L, I believe, is the way it's spelled. Yeah. Now, wow. the other reason why I like Batman is there's like no no Riddler in it, which makes me happy. That's a, a huge mistake on Christopher Nolan's part. But if they just had him on the poster for no reason, <laughs> which is going to be the bigger movie, Fez? I think Spider Man's going to be the bigger one. Mm -mm. No way. Mm -mm. Not going to happen. Spider-Man's going to crush. Also, like people want to see the next Batman, but I, I feel like the general public even is like, yo, we just saw these Spider-Man movies. That just happened. If you were 12, you could say, I've watched these things a million times in my life. You need a little breathing room before you reboot. What happened to Tobey Maguire? I was really looking forward to him coming back. Bullshit. Do, do you ever see how many people fuck themselves up by, like, Tobey Maguire had a promising acting career. Yeah, he was doing well until his massive success with this, and now everyone acts like, look at that asshole Spider-Man. Well, he also actually the last thing he's been in the fucking news for is he got busted in a Hollywood Texas Hold'em ring. Um, so what? That doesn't make you a bad person. No, but I'm saying Spider-Man Spider sometimes found found himself on the wrong side of the law. He's producing Rock Hey, one of the reasons you're seeing all these reboots is because Marvel actually will lose their rights to these uh, these characters if they don't have a movie within every 10 years or so of themselves or whatever. Another thing is that... Well, why wouldn't they just make another Spider-Man, though? Why are we going backwards? Well, I'm not sure, but probably just to get rid of uh, Tobey Maguire. One really funny thing is to check out the videos on YouTube of Tobey Maguire at the, after Spider-Man 3. You can just tell how desperate he is to try to sell them, you know, for another Spider-Man. Just, please, please Spider-Man 4. But you, well, he you knew that he had done his shit. He was in a shit movie in the last one, and there was no way he wanted to end bad. Uh, Batman uh, destroying in the polls right now. 51% said Batman poster is better. 26% said, what? wait, they're not the same poster. <laughs> and 21% say it's Spider-Man. Spider-Man. This is Bitterman.
Spiderman. Spiderman, open that door. Spiderman, take me through the park. You know how I love the park. And liquor. Um, let's go over here to Justin. You're in Fez. Yes, uh, one thing I noticed about the uh, the Batman poster, I recalled from uh, Batman Begins, when they uh, first built the mask, uh, there was a defect in them, and they had to order another 10,000 of them. And just made me think, maybe Batman ran out of masks, and he had to wear one of the defective ones, you know? I don't know. You know, I mean, the work that the audience is willing to do on these movies, I give you all the credit in the world. You are willing to fill in all the fucking blanks for these people. Oh, yeah. Definitely, to make it work inside your own head. Spiderman, take me through the park. Um, let's go over here to John. John, you're on first. Hey, Ronnie B., what's up, buddy? Yeah. I met Toby McGuire about three years ago. We were all at a bachelor party in Vegas, and I was in the, I was in the elevator, drunk, couldn't really speak, and he was with his girlfriend or his wife. And I just kind of looked over to him and, like, shot a spider web at him. And he just, I guess he gets to the lock if he just looked at me and he was like, you're a dick. And he walked off the elevator. Did he say you're a dick or he just thought it? He, he said you're a dick. You do seem kind of like a dick in, a, in an odd way because, you know, you're all fucked up. He's with his chick. And, like, yeah, everybody would love love the money uh, for being famous or everybody would love the fact that when you show up at the movie, people are cheering. But then just to try to take an elevator and be stuck with someone who starts with. doing stuff from your yeah. fucking movie. And you know he was like, yeah, dude. <laughs> Why take an elevator? Spider-Man. Web-sling it. Because you could tell Tobey Maguire, even if he did call this guy a dick, is not. you'd probably have to push him before he calls people dick. Now, I'll give you a perfect thing. Go over to the Interrobang and in the Newswire... And the Keanu Reeves is better than you picture. Um, this is this took place in New York City, and it's a subway. I'm going to give it a, a plug there. So people are just driving along. And there's Keanu Reeves, who's probably worth over $100 million, taking the subway like a regular dude. Oh, easily. And since it's New York, no one is bothering him or bringing up, hey, do you know who you are? Hey, Neo. Um... I was in an elevator with him, I would. Or Johnny Utah, you could yell at him. You love the Johnny Utah. So as he's sitting there, here's a woman uh, to his left. Keanu's sitting down, and he looks up and says, like Johnny Utah, would you like this seat? She doesn't even ask him. He gets up, Offers. gives the seat. Class act from Mr. Keanu Reeves. Um, and she looks right at him and still doesn't recognize him. Even though he looks exactly... Well, either she doesn't recognize him or isn't making a big deal, just treating him like a fucking person. But now, Hicks, go over and read what the YouTube thing is at the top. It's up at the top of it. The top. Go up top. Keanu Reeves, gentleman or douche? Now, where the fuck does that come from? Keanu Reeves... Why would anyone call him a douche in the first place? B, he's giving a person his seat. If that was your sister, your mom, your aunt, you'd be like, 
Keanu Reeves is the fucking best dude fucking ever. Class act. I will fucking kill anyone who ever fucks with Keanu Reeves just, or acts like he's lonely. Just say, say the word, Keanu. The comments on this are ridiculous. Some people are claiming he's racist because he gave the seat to the woman right after a black guy sat down next to him. It's outrageous. Um, Keanu Reeves is very popular on Is that internet. what they said? Yes. Keanu Reeves has no fucking problem with black people. Hell no. He's Hawaiian himself and Canadian. Keanu's great. That guy sits down. Keanu's like, I'm getting up. I would like this guy to see a little film called Speed, where Keanu helped black people, Spanish people, and chicks all get the speed over 55. That's right. And he didn't have to be in that bus. He went back twice. Mm -hmm. He got that black bus driver off the fucking bus. He got shot. Because of the Mexican guy. Yeah. That guy was a dick. Um, let's go over here to David. David, you're on the Run Fest show. Yeah, hey guys. Uh, I used to work over at Warner Brothers. and I okay, got three radio shows and I'm friends with Cameron Crowe. I like that shit. Yo. So I used to work at Warner Brothers. Okay, well, I got three radio shows and I'm friends with Cameron Crowe. Best friends. Wow, best friends already. That's awesome. In my heart, we are. All right. Cameron Crowe seems like the guy that would say to you, dude, I know that you love her, but there's going to be somebody out there that's going to be there for you, too. Just as much as this one. Really, Cameron? You think? Cameron. By the way, Cameron Crowe wrote for Rolling Stone magazine when he was like 15 years old. Now, if I got a job with Rolling Stone magazine tomorrow, I'd still think it was cool. <laughs> I would still feel like, great. And he did it at 15. Fucking bad shit. Fever dog! Fucking ran it with fucking Stillwater. Love those guys. He, he made things happen with a mid-level band named Stillwater. Mm-hmm. Can you just make us look cool? We've had Cameron Crowe in and Jeff Beebe of the Jeff Beebe Project. How you like that shit? He must like the Jason Lee. Wait, so was his name Jeff Beebe? Yeah, it was the Jeff Beebe Project. He must what? He must like that Jason Lee because he was in uh, Vanilla Sky also. He likes people. He likes to rework with people. Patrick Fugic is in this new film. And he was little Cameron Crowe in Almost Famous. Oh, fuck yeah. And he's just walking around this f film with a monkey on his shoulder like, hey, I take care of monkeys. Oh, cool. Good for him. Go to the Interrobang to get in on College Bowl Mania. All the rules are right there on how to join. It's the Interrobang Group and College Bowl Mania. Great prize. Archie Griffith signed football. The two-time, two-time Heisman Award winner. Do you realize that you said two times twice? Uh-huh. How come? Because it was two times. Oh. What if you had to say a million times? Would you say it a million times? No, I'd have to give up on it. Do you see Fezzy try to smack talk with me and then give up on the thing? <laughs> he just didn't understand smack talk. It was well, so sweet on the message You board. just gave him such a, sh like, a fuck you put down of like, oh, I thought we were doing smack talk. I was like, oh, God. And it never came back. <laughs> it's just like, oh, it's so, like, it's just so, oh, that cut right to it. But I kept waiting for it to come back, and 
we didn't. But it was fun. Um, I don't know how you could even look at that place uh, after your team shit the bed. What is the score right now? We're in the semifinals. And what was your score against Blowhard? Well, uh, Blowhard scored, I scored 50 points, sounds like a lot, but Blowhard scored 126. Now, the 50 is the league low, yeah. and you are going into this and came busting in at the end of the year, pushing uh, everybody else out of the way. Hicks would have loved to went. How many points do you have so far, Hicks? I, as of this week, I got 94, and I still got Seattle's defense goes, so I'm probably breaking right. a hundo. And, I mean, if I was in this fucking space, I'd have a chance. My team was just tired because they played so hard. They probably tired themselves out playing their way in. I wish there was, like, a concede this game button because I would, I would click it. You don't even want to play next week? Well, we don't have Tim Tebow to give us a speech after we lost this week and be like, hey, I promise you no team will try harder. Uh, and Blowhard's in the hospital and couldn't even move his players around. But I was texting him to say, dude... Enjoy your medications, because this is a blowout. <laughs> and early in the week, he's like, oh, man, I am in no fit place to be able to run my team properly. Oh, boy. Well, it looks like the fucking team's running itself. You should just text him and told him Aaron Rodgers was hurt and everything was fucked up. Oh, come on. He's in the hospital. What, you're Can I tell terrible. you something? People like me, Cameron Crowe, we're all heart. We don't do fucking mean jokes to people. Terrible. That's why I tried to bring Fez into the smack talking. And then you're saying that I just said, oh, I thought we were going to be smack talking. You thought that that was cruel? I and just thought that was such a nice put down. I was like, oh, what you said didn't even get to me. Like, I thought we were <laughs> smack talking here. Yeah, it didn't. He, he talked about others, people that weren't playing. Like, let's me and you pick on Davey Mac and Earl. Eighth in the shit place, though. I did like that line. <laughs> um... Look who it is. It's the blowhard. Blowhard. Oh. Ronnie B., when it comes to fantasy sports, you're my eyes, you're my ears. I Thank need you. you, Ronnie B. That's really nice. Well, uh, what did he just say? He says, do something to Aaron Rodgers? I mean, I got a television, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, that was, the one, <laughs> that was the one game that he had going for him. Oh. And that wasn't even a great Aaron Rodgers week. Fuck no. No, he did. They sat him down. I mean... And you can't win. You, know, you guys are all like, oh, he's got Aaron Rodgers. He's going to win. Uh, I think I put together a really good team without Aaron Rodgers. And I always offered Zito a quarterback. He, that's his only weakness. He doesn't have a quarterback. And he never took the trades. He never wanted to deal with me. And uh, now he's paying the price with 50 points. He might as well go play the ESPN fantasy. because uh, you were offering me Matthew contest. Stafford. It was like trading poop for pee. It was fucking <laughs> awful. Matthew Stafford's a quarterback. I'd, I'd rather have pee than poop any day. <laughs> oh, yeah. At least you can drink pee. You don't want to eat poop. That's true. Blowhard, how's everything in the hospital? You annoyed those people enough that they're going to kill you? I annoy the shit out of everybody. Yeah. I annoy everybody. I mean, you got to see it. It's just, you know. But I'm still uh, schmoozing the food people, so, you know. You say to the girl, hey, you look lovely today. Can I get another platter, another, another tray? And, you know, you just... The one thing you don't get is a good cup of coffee. So everybody who comes to visit me brings a cup of coffee and it's like it's like I'm doing free base. I got about twenty cups of coffee like sitting here. Yeah, but who wants to drink coffee when you're stuck in a hospital bed? Nice to know there's well, given a diabetic. Tell us how much you miss it in the morning because you're up at like six thirty, whatever, and you don't get breakfast till about nine. And when you're used to drinking the caffeine, you need something. And know what they offer you? They say, We can get you Sanka. And I'm like, What year is nineteen forty? Well you go, no Sanka and everybody have a big laugh. 
what year is Sanka? I mean, did I, I didn't know they still made it. It's like Poppin' Addison's or something. But no, things are cool. I get to watch the games, and uh, I have ESPN, but I don't have the real ESPN for tonight's game. I've got ESPN College for some unknown reason, and I've got uh, ESPN uh, Headline the News. So, so you got plenty. He's really screwed up, but boy, what do you think of that uh, Jets yesterday and the Giants? Boy, New York's back in it in a big way. Um. The Giants was hysterical comeback. It was great. The Jets, I was so pissed because it was such a uh, beatdown that, you know, I, I'm like, I need other channels. They got Todd Haley fired. Well, listen, I'm so, I'm so happy that you're giving me the updates. And uh, if it looks like me and Kathleen for the final. Um, well, that's bad news for HDG, who feels like she's still in it. But we'll see. I don't know. How does it work? I don't even understand anything. I well, it's I like it. the the last two games. It's like a two game series, and you're at it's like two halves. So your first half was dominating. Oh, so I play Zito again? Yeah, yeah you're gonna play yeah. Zito again. <laughs> yeah, but now. but you'll have the sixty or seventy point lead. Yeah. And Zito oh, will be okay, in San nice. Francisco, drunk, looking at his ex girlfriend. And how did like Mikey Boy not make the playoffs with such a good team? What happened to him? Mike was getting his ass handed to him by me. Oh, Come on. It matters. He went with his bench uh, team. He left 90 points on his bench oh. as, as a joke. No, his his bench didn't do too well either. They, they did 90 points. I went and checked it out. I was laughing. <laughs> and what happened to Fezzi? How'd he do? Fez and I are pretty much deadlocked. He was in real trouble till Aaron Ron I mean, uh, what's his name? Um, Eli. Eli is your quarterback. Came back gangbusters at the end of that game. Eli's having a great year, man. He doesn't get the credit that he deserves. I agree, and I think he doesn't want the credit. I think he wants to just stay quiet. I don't I'll think he likes a lot of time. Anytime. I'll take yeah. Eli on my team. The guy looks dumb, but he doesn't play dumb like the franchise. Um, I'll be honest. I'm losing my whole faith in the Jets with the uh, offense. But it's, it's starting to run a little bit. But I'm still not a big fan of the franchise as I was. I'm more, I watch Eli, and I think sometimes he can be spectacular. And I think he's, uh, he's money. Down the clutch, he's money, you know. Oh, your money, and you don't even know it. Your money. All right, uh, blowhard, no, I gotta go here, buddy. Guy a buck three eighty. I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just a ham and egg sitting here, and I'm waiting for a really lousy lunch. I'll probably get your filter fish. They give the big goy. When, when are you getting out of there, blowhard? Uh, maybe midweek, Wednesday, Thursday. I don't know. Tomorrow they're inject. Or today they're injecting nuclear I I isotopes into my body to check for infection. And uh. It's it, 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 the syringe looks like something out of an Abbott and Costello movie. It's this huge syringe. Oh. It has like the radioactive Jesus. warning on it. So I hate it's to like hear about that. Kind of sounds like you're about to become like a superhero villain. I was hoping you'd at least make my penis grow. But all you know, right, oh, oh, please, 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 please. Hey, no need for that talk. And right now, like the nurses are looking at me, like who's this creep sitting there talking about his penis? Oh, oh blow! Anyway, oh, blow! Oh, I, I just wanted to check in as I uh, right, buddy. for my, my delicious lunch, and I'll be. Kicking Zito's ass this weekend, and I, I hope you know you guys get in the competition. I hope. Uh, okay, we'll talk to you soon, you. pal. All right, talk to you later. What's the last time somebody said penis? Like I, I laughed. He doesn't even understand the league. I hope we get into the competition. We're just playing out our loser bowls for fun. Fucking loser. Uh, college bowl is up right now on the Interabang. Make sure you can win. Big prizes. What do we have? We have the autographed football signed by the two-time Heisman Award winner, Archie Griffin. Um, you said Andy Griffith. Oh, well, that's not... No, Andy Griffith did not sign that. That would be unbelievable <laughs> if he did. 
uh, Archie Griffin uh, signed football. And who knows? Maybe more prizes. Head on over to the Interbank. And I forgot to mention this, and some people are cool enough to jump on it. The first responders, please, the Cameron Crow was, it was so great of him to stop in here. Be a first responder. I know Fez is putting the whole team together. The first responders are going to start moving like an elite group. Fucking crack unit. On their own. Lighting shit up. On Twitter, of course. Fez is coming up with great stuff from the wear and makes things happen. All right. People writing in that you said Archie Griffith. How did you say it, Fez? Archie Griffin. All right, so you got it. Yes. You don't even need to be corrected. No. Say it again. Archie Griffin. Perfect. Perfect. Um, so anyway, that's all the stuff that's going on uh, today. Now, when we get back, I don't know whether you guys noticed, but it's Christmas season. I'm going to go so far to say this. I don't think people are being overly Christmas to where they annoy me this year. So thank you for that. Okay, you're welcome. Have you noticed? Do you feel like people are... Uh, the only... Actually, with this weather being so warm and fucking tepid, I think no one has the fucking... The spirit, really, yet. Except for SantaCon. Oh, my God. I forgot the SantaCon was a nightmare this year. These, you know, let's pretend it's Halloween. Uh, we're just packing places out. In my neighborhood, there was basically mini Santa Con going on. Just people, I just sell people constantly with like, the goddamn Santa Claus outfit. Um, they love it. I just despise it. I think it's too Halloweeny. The like pictures it. are up on the Interbang if you haven't seen what Santa Con. Go to the uh, the pictures that are. Um, well, the, the first one, yeah. That's Grand Central Station. What the fuck? And it looks like it's been overrun of, like, Planet of the Santa Clauses. The entire, the Grand Hall or whatever, Grand Central Station, just packed with fucking people. It's just a sea of red. Um, the first responders are coming through, right in the camera and crow. I love Angel Dust. I don't know if that's the name I want you to have. Why can't you have a nicer name? Like Zerati Kid or Carla Finch or Old Dale. I mean, I know you like Angel Dust, but... Grendel Rob, Holly and St. Pete. Those are nice names. But I do love when people will write into our guests. Um, and people are trying to figure out, what do you mean that the weather has been tepid? But like, what, like, what is, is that is, phrase? Isn't mean? that like warm, right? Look it up. <laughs> But does, do people say tepid? All right, let's tepid like, water. Might, yeah, but water. But do you ever say it's tepid weather? Maybe. Only slightly warm. So I was kind of using the same thing. Yeah, but it's only used in terms of water. Right? Tepid? Meaning of tepid. And I'm looking it up in this dictionary here. I've never heard tepid weather. Have you, Fez? I've never heard of that. I have heard the water is tepid. Okay. The bath water. Fez is very formal sometimes with us. Can weather be tepid? Oh, this should be good. Now, who is this idiot who wrote this? Uh, I don't think this guy's real. <laughs> and you don't want to be—you don't want to look like him and start hanging with him. I want to let you get away with it because, oh, and you know what Cameron uh, Crow said to me? He goes like this: "Hey, did you see Seegers here?" And I was just like, "What do I do with him? Do I imagine that it's true?" 
I'm glad that Mr. Crow noticed the beard and the hair. Oh, yeah. I like that. So did you read off the winners over the weekend? I, I have those right here. Okay. Today's Winter Wonderland winner is... In the Filtered Excellence Contest, the winner there for the signed L.A. Confidential book signed by James Elroy. Can I just tell you something? This would be my favorite thing to get, and I might try to get one of these myself for Cameron Crowe for Christmas. Huge. Either that or an almost famous signed by Cameron Crowe. Fuck yeah. Oh, my God. That would be, that's, that would be gigantic to hand someone that. Favorite dog! Hey, little man, you like Almost Famous? Well, here's a copy of it. Signed by the director. Appreciate this. And now watch it. Right, wait, what were you saying, Fez? Take it from the top. All right. We got fucking stupid on you. You were doing great. Today's Winter Wonderland winner is... In the Filtered Excellence Contest that was going on over the weekend, Shreka Love. Oh, I like Shreka Love. Shreka Love is a second responder... That's a person who listens on Audible. All right. And wrote to me and said, how come you never mention the second responders? We're always there for you. But it comes later. And I'm like, that's a great idea. Second responders. They're out there somewhere. Somewhere out there. So Shrekala, very cool. Today's Winter Wonderland winner is... And another winner from over the weekend in the Hangman Contest, Shower Bench wins, solving the Hangman puzzle, where the answer was, do the right thing, and picks up Mary Tyler Moore, season one on DVD, signed by Mr. Ed Asner. That's pretty dope. Now, how did Shower Bench get that so fast, Fess? I guess just knows uh, their Hangman. Come on. Where was do the right thing on the site? Um... I don't know. Come on. All you have to do is look at the site. Don't you read the site? Yeah, I read the site. I just said, Where was uh-huh. Do the Right Thing? It went up on Sunday. Um, was it with the sneakers, right? No, that's stupid. That's racism, by the way. If you're going to be totally honest here. Unbelievable. Unbelievable racist. Oh, my God. Where was it, Fess? Um, I will have to find it. Well, I'm come sorry, on, off the top of your head. You read it, right? Yeah, I'm not remembering. I'm sorry. Not remembering, or didn't you read? Uh, Josh, you're running Fez. Hey, buddies, I got an old school Out Your Friends Monday. Yeah. Anyway, is uh, I watched What About Bob over the weekend, and I think I've found out, I think the Fez character is based on Bob Wiley. I mean, I'm watching it, and I'm like, that's Fez. That's Fez. Well, the weird thing was, before Fez kind of got like this, he used to pretend he was the What About Bob guy. Like, he would come over to my house, like, on my birthday, and come in and be, like, at breakfast with my family, and then he'd be like, We're all here for you, Mr. B! And, like, we'd all laugh. (laughs) Oh, now it's kind of, like, real. Um... Kyle, you're my first. Hey, I uh, I just got a warning on my phone. It says "Extreme Warning: Seek Shelter in Your Area" from U.S. Government. Well, go in your house. 
there's a few other people around here who just got it, too. I was wondering if you guys heard anything. We haven't heard a damn thing. Nukes are dropping. All right. Don't even say that, Hicks. All righty. Um, nothing up on us, so. Let's see. Anything. All right. Keep it posted. Yeah, you keep us posted. Maybe later, buddy. Yeah, peace. Uh, we're going to break here. When we get back, it is Christmas at our own Zito, noon in New York City, new to adulthood, and we're going to go over the tipping rules with him. And if you'd like to be in on this, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. But Zeech, you had something you wanted to play for me? Yes, I do. Great prize, Archie Griffin signed football. Yeah, Griffin. Take a listen. No. Great prize, Archie Griffin signed football. What is he saying, Zitz? Sounds like he's saying Archie Griffith. I think my N's just sound like THs. Hey! hey! Fucking racist. The letters. Just take a listen. Comment. Great prize. Archie Griffin signed football. So you're saying that your ends sound like THs? Thank yes. you. Then you did say Griffith. Which is saying Griffith. That's you can't crazy. be going, but I mean in my head, Griffin. I said fuck you, but what I really meant was, hey, what's up? <laughs> Griffith door, Griffith door, everybody, come together with your brooms. Oh, by the way, did you see those horrible, horrible little girls that all got suspended? Oh, yeah. Because of what their big cheer was before they started playing basketball? Yeah, it was a great cheer. One, two, three. N-bomb. Oh. <laughs> that was their, hey, let's go out there and beat them. One, two, three, N-bomb. So this is somewhere in upstate New York. It's around Buffalo. Um... This has gotten to the point where you're like, how dumb can these kids be? All right, so this was an all-girls school basketball team. And they would say, as they left the locker room, one, two, three, and bomb. And then they had a black kid on their team who was like, not cool. And they're going, no, it's real cool. And then she, they finally got in trouble. But this is the funny thing about it. Um, the team, for saying this and doing this all the time, uh, their basketball practices have been suspended throughout the rest of the week. Their scheduled game against Olean has been postponed. Uh, they're not going to get to go to St. Bonaventure University no. the way they wanted to on some class trip. They will all get a one-game suspension at games to be determined at a later date. Uh, it's not expected that the girls will be suspended for the same game, which would result in a forfeited game. So they will be suspended separately. Like staggered. <laughs> yes. Staggered their suspension. Um, the girls will get a two-day out-of-school suspension. Nice. Um. And then they got to do cultural uh, stuff. Play the news piece so we can look at it. By the way, this is up on the entire bank today. 
From the Kenmore East girls basketball player who blew the whistle on a pregame chant that used a racial slur. Investigative reporter Luke Moretti is here tonight with the latest on this one. Luke. Don, Tyra Batts is the team's only African-American player. She's hoping to make a difference by coming forward and sharing her story. 15-year-old Tyra Batts is taking a big stand. It was uncomfortable because I had to hold hands with everybody. The Kenmore East High School... All right, let's stop for a second. As they would all hold hands, everybody then would go, one, two, three, and then the N-word. But they actually said it. And then Tyra was like, wait, what? Huh? <laughs> and it wasn't even like for anything other than their own kind of weird deal. Yeah. No, no about it. All right, let's take uh, some more. Basketball player couldn't believe it when she first heard a pregame chant done in private with only her teammates present. Huddle up in a circle and go one, two, three and say N-I-G-G-E-R. Now, about a dozen of her teammates on the girls' varsity basketball squad have been suspended for using the racial slur. It was very, very disappointing to us to hear it as a, as a school district. Uh, we take pride in our student diversity. District officials immediately launched an investigation after learning of the pregame psych-up. Tyra later got into a fight with a teammate who made racial remarks during a practice. Both girls were suspended. It makes me feel sick to my stomach and weird and awkward that I was in the locker room with them while they said it. And I didn't think nothing of it that I'm the only black one on the team. At this point, team practices have been suspended for the rest of the week, and Saturday's scheduled game against Olean has been postponed. Tyra's parents, Ray and Michelle Batts, tell News 4 that they're proud of the stand their daughter has taken and are okay with her going back to play basketball with the team. You know, I think she'll send a bigger message by going back and putting on back that uniform. I think she should uh, still play for the team because um, she did make a stand and I wouldn't want to see her not, you know, do something that she loves to do. The N-word is not just a common word used, it's a race and it's our culture and you shouldn't be walking around saying it. Now, according to the Kenton School District, students who engaged in the racial chant will receive a two-day out-of-school suspension and serve a one-game suspension by the end of the season. Luke this has got to be some private school because, A, only one black girl on the team. Yeah. Uh, and, B, feeling like they could get away with this. Apparently, they got to be 99% white. It's been going on for years or whatever, saying, like, what the fuck? How Why did it take this long? No clue. This is so batshit nuts. This, no. is, this is the craziest thing that I, I can't <laughs> even imagine how this, this was all right and no one said anything until now. It is... So bizarre, but you know, I'm sitting there looking at the parents going, I really think that my daughter should go back to the school and keep playing. <laughs> I don't know if I'd want that. There's definitely a... It's Mean Girls Academy. Now you're changing the chant, you're not changing the attitude. It's racist Mean Girls Academy. <laughs> it is. <laughs> racist Mean Girls. And then they said something to her like... Their joke was like, you should be in shackles or some kind of slave joke. Oh, God. I mean, it's like a 200-year-old joke now. They're still cracking it out, though. They love it. Enough to fucking make it part of the pregame ritual. All right. Kenmore East High School 
Look, you can tell how, like, from their website, how, like, rah-rah they are. Hey, Samuel, gobbling up hunger. Um, here's Tony. Tony, you're on Ronnie Fuzz. Hey, Ronnie, I grew up in Buffalo. That's where Kenmore is. And uh, Kenmore is, like, the first suburb outside of Buffalo. And it, they, they just hate black people up there, man. It's called the Buffalo Pollock, where they just... Everything is white, and you dream about Bethlehem Steel, real blue collar. Just, uh-huh. So they're not even rich kids. No, not they're at all. They're just Bethlehem super Bethlehem. white, super racist. That's it. Uh, the joke that they did to the kid, I think, was some kind of, well, you're picking cotton. Yeah, Why don't you go pick cotton? It was a cotton reference. Oh, Christ. Oh, Jesus. The touch, the feel of cotton. Fabric of our lives. Uh, Jay, in in Cleveland, you're on manifest. Hey, what's up, y'all? Um, being black myself, um, I participate, I drag race. So I know that if, I know how some people think when you try to do something, you're around a lot, a lot of white people. Mm-hmm. And like what? says like you can change the chant but you won't change their attitude right part of the way to change their attitude is actually not willing to give up and keep putting yourself back in a situation even if they treat yourself bad it's, it's gonna happen my parents came from a segre- uh, segregated school but they kept going back and kept doing what they had to do to make everything right if they just would have gave up lord knows where i'll be at right now and you know if you look over and you saw that uh jimmy and half face Turned the clan members over to Chalky White last night. You know that whites and blacks can work work together. It can happen. Uh, Jay, has it been tough for you as a drag racer out there? Um, I've I've had some incidents um, where I've heard stuff like in the pits and everything. But like I'm kind, of, I'm just an open guy, so I can go. I'll, stuff will just roll off my back, and I don't let it get to me. I'm like, well. It's all right. I talk. I have talked. I drive. I drive a truck too. So I've talked to clan members out on the road before, and I'll make a point of sitting and talking to them and going, "Hey, this is my point of view, and this is where I come from, and this is where you come from. Or maybe we can come to some kind of deal instead of just going, I don't care what the hell you say anymore, just because you have these racist thoughts." Uh, and you and you do have to deal with it daily basis, weekly, monthly, what? You you have the CV on, and you'll hear multiple things daily. And um, I go to a lot of small towns in Iowa, Nebraska, Kansas, and being a five foot ten, two hundred and sixty pound black guy jumping out of the truck, I, I tend to stand out a little. So you you know what you can hear the snickers or remarks, and just sometimes, but just let it go. I'd rather, I'd rather put myself in a situation and go, all right, well, you said this, what's up, and not be mad than to be this angry black guy and just turn him off completely. All right, Jay. All right. Peace. By the way, Liz Setsfire uh, wrote, wait, this is a basketball team with one black player? Are in they are they in last? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, Liz is leading the pack right now. Leading the pack. Um, let's go over here to, uh, John. John, you're in Hey, buddies. Yeah, the girls' basketball team is going to change their chant next year to one, two, three, faggot. See, that's the same kind of thing. It's exactly the same thing. I'd like to see them try it. They'll never play another game. 
And remember, it's girls' sports, so, you know, yeah. plenty of lesbians on that. Won't even make it out of the locker room. Oh, hell yeah. They'll probably beat themselves up. It does... Uh, Hicks, were you uh, raised in a prejudiced environment? Um, my dad had some choice words about the mm -hmm. Jewish people and the black people and the Hispanic people. What about you, Zitz? Uh, oh, yeah. What? No. <laughs> no. Italians are normally very racist. Mm -hmm. No. Um, no, I don't think so. If all, but, but in terms of where I grew up, it was sort of... I can understand if there was racism, if only because it was like 99.9% .9 white and then like a couple Asian people. My neighborhood was completely racist. Completely. And never even dawned on me until much older. You know what I mean? That's like I had already well. figured out a lot of stuff before I thought, hey, there's a lot of racism here. <laughs> but there was always the war holding the neighborhood type shit. Yeah. And if they start anything, we're ready type shit. Just stupid talk. My dad was like, would go off a lot, and then my mom would try to calm him down. Like, why are you saying those things? Those crazy shit. It was pretty funny. I'm thinking back on it. Um, or sad. Let's go over here to think. Um, here's Ted. Ted, you're on a fist. Yeah, Ron, there's a lot of black people who just think that whenever there's no black people around, white people are throwing the N-bomb around. and It's because of shit like this. Well, yeah, I would think that if I was black, and I've heard it quite a bit. I've heard that people will get a little more racist. Just amongst their own. Yeah, amongst their own, like you know. You know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Come on, right? I mean, no, none of them are around right now, right? Yeah. Um, let's go over here to uh, Timmy. Timmy, you're on run of Fez. Yeah, what about the, uh, the new uh, cheer from the cheerleaders? One, two, three, Christians. See how many games they get suspended for that. They will never play another game. Ever. Fez would be offended. I'm pretty sure Fez said he was going to kill that woman's basketball team if they said one, two, three, faggot. You did? <laughs> I don't remember William saying like, I would like, kill them. Well, you were just like, they will never play another game in a very angry way. I assume death. Um, I don't know. If no. that comes out as TH for him, he really meant to say <laughs> they're going to be suspended more. Well, you look at this thing. I've never heard of a game postponed. Normally, you forfeit the game, and you're all going to be suspended one game, but not at the same time. They really care Just about the Just depending on how much we need you. Suspended on account of racism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the game's been called. Uh, we'll suspend our best players when we're playing really shitty teams, and then when we're playing a great team, we'll just suspend the bench. Yeah. Well, we really have to think this one out. Let's take a look at the schedule. I mean, I'm pretty superstitious, and if this chant, you know, had him on a winning streak, this could be bad, that they're trying to change everything now. Um, all right, other people are writing in that they agree with Zietz. The Fez sounded like that he was going to kill those kids. But then some people are writing in, Zietz is just straight up Fez's ass today. But that's where Fez likes them. Oh. Uh, oh. Zietz, what's your last day in here this week? Uh, I'll be here Thursday, and then I'm out. You're really going to your girlfriend's wedding? Uh, she's not my girlfriend, and yes, I'm Girl, going. I heard you're getting married. Oh, so sad. Bobby, you're in front of Fez. Hey, thanks, buddy. Hey, Fez really puts the gay in game. All right. 
I don't know how this became an anti-Fez thing. Come on. Fez threatened some kids. So what? I didn't threaten any kids. They came off that way. You were threatening. They'll never play another game. Ever. One of these days, are you going to stand up to Zeitz? I think I did. I said I didn't play another. But I, I mean, say that. in the funny way that he does with you, in the way that he takes you down in the mat, makes you look stupid. Are you going to do that with him one day? I think so. I mean, right now. You think or you know? Yeah, I will because. But this time, it's his ex-girlfriend's job to humiliate him this weekend. Right, but when's it going to be yours? We all know that he's making a mistake going back and seeing his ex-girlfriend get married. Batshit crazy to do that. Don't go. Wait, we're talking about Florida or San Francisco? What kind of wedding is she having? What kind of church? Uh, I think it's like she's getting married at some park. I don't. I think it's like a not even a church. I don't That's know. That's so romantic. <laughs> it's probably the first park that they fucked outside on. Oh yeah. Look, that's wow, that's so nice. A jizz stain is still in the grass. You should go out and piss on him like you're a dog. Mm -hmm. I ruined your wedding site. I pissed all over it. Or rent a bunch of dogs and then fucking feed them lots of water and then have them run through the whole ha -ha, thing. Ah, there's shit in your aisle. Why don't you do this? Rent a dog, start fucking in the ass, and yell out, this is what sex with you would be like. <laughs> I feel like that would come back on me. Seriously, no, you're going to go cool. drunk to the wedding, I know that. You'll never be able to sit there sober. No, you got to get lit up. My whole goal is to keep a delicate balance between no. being drunk enough to, to get through it and... Dude. By the way, too drunk to any drinking life. man who tries to keep, keep a delicate balance is gay. Yeah. That is something a straight man doesn't you figure go out. straight on towards that fucking open bar and you get lit up. No, yeah. No straight man understands when the blackout's coming. Oh, no. Fuck no. I blacked out this weekend. I didn't know. I had no clue. I don't know how I got home. I thought I was fine up until fucking I, you know. Where were you at? I was at a fucking party. It was a, house, a shitty house party. And I was just what night was this? This was late Saturday night. All right, so you're actually going out drinking after your show with Dave. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, then you know, line up beer and whiskey. <laughs> Do you and Dave start drinking together? Uh, no, we haven't. We haven't because he usually he just has to drive back to. to oh, he to drives church. and he don't take the train. Yeah, yeah, he. he uh, mm, that sucks. So he can't be drinking. You guys were strong the other night. Oh, you loving you. the show? Oh yeah, it's going great. I talked to Sam today. He told me he doesn't miss that show one bit. Oh my God, Sam! He well, says he's lost. tired of where he he loves having his Saturdays off. Yeah. He goes, I can't be like fucking Hicks banging my head against a wall for something that's never going to happen. <laughs> wow, Jesus Christ, <laughs> Sam! That's fucking fucked up. Hey, I still get my drink on afterwards. Fuck it. 10 o'clock's early in New York. Shit going close to 4. Um, Mark, you're on running Fez. Hey, buddies. I was just wondering, why does Fezzy think that saying the cheer fag would be worse than the in-bomb? Well, first of all, I didn't. Uh, haven't they always been able to be married? Well, I think, uh, you know, it just makes it seem like uh, Fez is taking sides instead of saying... Painting everything with this is wrong with one single brush. He's saying, "Well, this is worse." All right, he hold on. All right, let, let's just uh, uh, let's just go to a person like X, who came up in an admittedly racist family. Oh yeah, drunk now, racist <laughs> and on drugs. <laughs> oh yeah, I've got some drugs. If you woke up tomorrow, what would be an easier life for you? To wake up black or to wake up gay? Oh my God. I think it would be to wake up black, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would have to be. Yeah. It would have to be an easier life. Fuck yeah. And, you know, plus I get all the pussies or whatever, and then right. no no cock in my mouth or ass. 
I, I, think, have, I think most guys would take that in a heartbeat. And I wouldn't have to like bag dudes in the ass. I don't Why don't they do, do a Freaky Friday like that where <laughs> you either wake up black or gay and see which is tougher? I don't know why you back down from that guy, Fez. I, I think that your philosophy uh, has the high ground here. All right, we're going to break uh, back in a couple minutes, and we'll get into the tipping talk. Christmas, time to start tipping Serrano Fez show. Well, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go on an overnight drunk, and in 10 days, I'm going to set out to find the shark that ate my friend and destroy it. Anyone that would care to join me, more than welcome. Serrano Fez Show. All kinds of wildness in these halls during any single break. Sam told me Reej was around. What? I know. We just want to see Reej walk by. Hell yeah. So Sam was running around with like a little tape recorder. The cheapest little tape recorder microphone you ever saw in your life. Casio, baby. Um... Oh, thank you very much. Merry Christmas to you, too. Uh, Zietz, this is his first full year in New York City, which is a big tipping city. Now, we found stuff that goes out to for just Christmas. And you got the other one, Fez? Um, no, I had the Christmas ones. Well, where are they? Fez is keeping that in a box under his desk. There we go. So here's what you got to know for Christmas. If... Do you have a maid? No. Oh, that's good. If you have a maid, it's one week's pay. Oof. Gardener, if you have that, 50 bucks. UPS carrier, the guy, UPS guy who stops by... Um, about 20 bucks. Now, I wonder if that goes for the office as well, because we send a lot of packages. Absolutely. Okay, we gotta, we got to find the guy, because we ship a lot of prices. Now, FedEx is not allowed to accept cash gifts, but a gift up to $25 is permissible. So, you could buy that guy normally a bottle of Jack. Or like a FedEx gift certificate. Yeah, no. Uh, your apartment building have a handyman. Yes. Uh, Fitty. Now, is that the same as a super? No. Oh, then... Super goes bigger. Okay, then no. I think we just have a super. What are you What are you uh, tipping your super? I would figure like 100, 150. I don't know. 
uh, we he doesn't really he kind of doesn't do anything when I ask him to do it. So I really just want to give him the money to make sure he doesn't fuck us further. You do have to do that too. You have to just say because those people remember. Oh yeah. Uh, by the way, um, you're. Do you get go back to the same hair uh, stylist? Yes, I do. Uh, stop down there. Uh, Fifteen or more. Some people like to go the price of a haircut. Okay. Some people like to go price of a haircut and a tip. Sharp choice spot. That's that's a big deal. I mean, I normally you gotta you gotta throw a tip with every haircut. I think because like you you can be a hero for an extra couple bucks. No, you can, but for this it's the yearly thing too. Okay. Because they're your regular guy. All right. And if you have a regular waiter or bartender in your neighborhood, like if you eat at the same diner, if you eat at the same restaurant a lot. Go back for that guy. Also, take care of the maitre d of that place. Yeah. But again, that you're paying for service. Like, hey, it's sold out. I get in. These are issues I don't have, if only because I, I don't make enough money to consistently go out to eat anywhere. That's good. Uh, same with the coffee person. Okay. Your barista needs to be taken care of. Um, if you have a newspaper character carrier, $25 if they're a, a weekly person, $10 if they're weekend only. This one surprises me. Uh, coaches, tutors, ballet instructors, movie, um, music teachers all get paid. Really? Here's another one for you. Garbage collector. You've got to come up with about 30 bucks. But, like, who do you give that to? Like, garbage like You mean, like, the guy that comes on the street? Yeah. Yeah. How do you, how do, you do that? Like, I don't even know who that is. See, here's the thing. A lot, well, then you just get up one morning, you're waiting, hey... You take this trash away. You're doing the right thing. I really appreciate it. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. That's, like, I want to, if the guy, the getting up early and waiting for him is the problem. Like, if he, if he could just put, like, out, like, an envelope, I would gladly give him the money. But I've never met this man. I thought that was, like, my super that kind of just took it outside. Now, what do you think uh, people are supposed to pay their babysitter? Like five to six hours, like an average night. Well, is it, like, a, a living baby, no, like a nanny? A, if you have a babysitter, what's the Christmas tip? 50 or whatever the cost of one night would be one night that's perfect you called it perfectly one night uh full-time nanny one week same with all pair parking attendants you got to show up at the parking lot make sure that guy gets 20 bucks personal trainer 100 bucks oh radio producer radio producer you do not offend them by tipping okay that's good Fez always buys you a little gift though what do you got picked out this year, Fez? I haven't picked anything out yet. Uh, if you belong to a country club, you got to take care of people. Dog groomer, half cost of a session. If you have a walker, one to two weeks pay. Now, so pretty much everyone in your life, you should just give money to. Everything. <laughs> it's yeah. ridiculous, though, at a certain point. Now, here's what we got set up for the poll over on the Interbank. How do you tip? I tip everybody like it's Vegas, always cash. I always take care of the people who are close to me. I ain't Santa Claus. I give out small gifts, cash is tacky. I don't tip anybody. Why should I? What do you think number one is going to be like on this, Hicks, for you? I'm going to say people are going to go, I only take care of the people closest to me. I'm not Santa Claus. Um, That's 41%. Nice. Number two answer with 37% is I don't tip. Yeah, I knew that. Oh. I'm, I'm Quentin Tarantino. Uh, 1.7 is the I give out small gifts. That's uh, 
the embarrassing. But 20% of the people in our poll see themselves as big tippers. That seems unlikely. You think that's unlikely? Yes. I love the tip. Hey, how you doing? Everything all right? Here's a little something. I take care of yourself there. What you do? Just open up that cab door. Boom, 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 boom. Nice. Everybody's doing good here, right? Everybody's okay. Spread around. Keep it flowing, all right? Lots of ice. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jason, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron. Hey, I've been wanting to ask you this for a long time. What's your thoughts on tipping carryout? If you have the same delivery guy? No, like, I, let's say I go to the restaurant and pick it up, but, you know, you have the people that sit there prepare the food for you. I always tip that guy ready. a couple bucks. Not like I would as much as the server, but I'll throw him four or five for, you know, handing me the bag, bringing it up. Hey, you did great. It's packaged Thanks. nicely. Yeah. You make Thank sure you, you tip that. Yeah. Uh, Phil, you're on my face. Yeah, Ron. What do you got? Yeah, how much do I tip my psychiatrist? I would give them a cost of two sessions or um, the fact that they've you know, at some point they got to fucking cure you, though. Now, Mafia Life Chris wrote this. This surprises me. Garbage men aren't allowed to take any gratuity, not even a bottle of water. I never knew that because I like to take care of the garbage guy. I like, hey, thanks for taking that garbage out. I'll stack up without you. Everything all right? Giving somebody stuff, though, is always weird. Like, you know, people that, like, bake cookies or something. It's just like, oh. Well, first of all, baking cookies is obnoxious. Liquor is, it basically says, I know what you want, and it's liquor. I don't have a problem with that. Cigars, to me, is the perfect gift, because it comes across as pure class, 100% class. I agree. Like, you've done something really fucking classy here. How are you? How much do you tip, like, not, obviously this wouldn't be like a year-end thing, but how much do you tip a taxi driver? Because I've noticed in New York, the standard thing now is if you want to go by their preset thing, they have it at 20, 25%, and 30 what I do is everything's got a zero out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't want you fucking handing me back any ones and all that shit. I'll take them. I'll take those ones. What am I going to do? Break it? <laughs> so if I get in, if I got a 20, they're lucky because I don't want anything back. But if I got a 50, they're even luckier because what am I going to do? Take a bunch of fives like a fucking idiot? I don't know. That seems like a big waste and of you're money. You fucking pack it up in your fucking wallet, and you're looking like an idiot. I like having a bunch of small bills. I feel richer. Um, let's go over here to a DJ KB. You're on my fez. Well, hold on. Let me put down my cigar. <clears throat> That's nice. Your class. Yeah, you know it. Uh, anyway, uh, I work at a go-go bar here in Jersey. I want to know how much I should tip my strippers by the end of the year. I thought that they tip you. Well, don't you need to tip something back at the end of the year? You know. And you know what? I would actually always, for for peelers, my thing was always blow. What about just the tip? No, oh, that's good. If you're somebody who's just leaving just the tip in, though, you're not even fucking trying. That's true. It's unfulfilling for everyone. Uh, I mean, it's a good lie to tell a girl, just that part. <laughs> just to see if it feels, and if it doesn't feel good, we pull back out again. Well, we're not fucking savages. Uh, Andy, you're on my fez. Um, I wanted to know if, uh, what you would tip a pizza delivery guy. That's what I do, and I deliver to the same people a lot. And what would you tip them if you order, like, let's say, 50 times a year? Well, first of all, if I ordered 50 pizzas a year, I'd kill myself. <laughs> um, second, I think that that person 
should get like a 25 bucks from each of their hardcore customers. If you're going to be taking care of the same people once a week. Fez, you've always had a lot of the same delivery guys, right? Right, yeah. What do you give them? I give them, a, I give them 20 Usually the cost of one meal, one order, and a, and a regular tip. Um, you just go five, and then you look like you got a little extra. How many of them do you tip, though? Uh, I tip. Uh, there's two guys from the diner, the the Chinese food delivery guy, and the pizza guy. So there's four of them. So, uh, that's so you got 80 bucks. Yeah. And in my building, on Roosevelt Island, they will send you a Christmas card from the building and there's a list in there of everyone you're expected to tip. That's really nice. I really yeah. hate that. Our super sends us a Christmas card too, like holiday wishes, which really is just saying like, "Hey, it's a reminder." Yeah, he just he wants to get paid. So a lot of people forget, without a doubt. People well, this always care. mine always has 14 names on it, and I never recognize all of the names. Well, you don't recognize all the people who don't work for you. They're out there every day, though, making yeah, sure Fez it. is happy. Just because they're not working on your part of the, in your apartment, doesn't mean they're not keeping the whole building humming along. Yeah, but I mean, I don't even see them throughout the entire year. Sure, because they're fucking working down underground on those big fucking steam uh, stoves that you got down there. Do you ever start giving gifts at this time of year in order to get a better gift back? No. Okay. I can't play that game. Okay. First of all, I hate I giving don't. gifts because it's always so nerve-wracking. If it's not cigars, I don't know what to say to people. <laughs> hey, this is not quite what I wanted. <laughs> but if it's cigars, I'll just say, oh, this is great. I'll smoke this later. That's the gift that I want. But people think that I don't want it. I really want something else. Rod really likes cigars, so just that's what you have to give him. When he says, I like cigars, he means... I like cigars. Yeah, not, I'd really rather have a DVD or, <laughs> you know, anything else. No, I just want cigars. I don't even know what this... I'm not that comfortable getting a gift that isn't cigars. It's fucking nerve-wracking. Now, if somebody gives you money, you know what to do. You put it in your fucking pocket. And you buy some cigars. And then, Yeah, and then you say to them, you're all class. You know that, right? You're all class. And you ball out. <laughs> you're a baller. Do you really think that 37% of the people out there don't tip anybody? I can't believe that seems way too high. A third of the people don't tip? That's bullshit. It's re I wonder if it's regional based on certain things that are tipped. Like, I had a friend that just would not tip pizza delivery men. He's like, that's Scumbag. a job. I was like, what? That's like how it fucking goes, dude. I will tell you this. When you're down south, you'll still hear change hit the table at fucking... Diners and shit. The only reason you should ever give change is if you're zeroing out for your own purposes. Yeah, the change should be thrown into the register on that big fucking thing from people. Now, remember the George Costanza where he wanted them to see him give the tip? That's also tacky. Yeah. Look at me. I'm putting the tip in. Look how I'm helping you. I do still feel that way because I don't want them to think I'm a scumbag. I mean, I, I realize that them seeing me do it or making a show out of putting it in is also scumbaggy, but the idea in my head that they would think I didn't tip just bothers the shit out That's of me. That's social fucking problems. Here's the two social problems that you'll have. A, being worried that people are thinking the worst about you because you're a good person, or B, needing the, oh, thank you, sir. Thank you for the tip. Don't be that fucking guy either. Don't fucking wait around to see how happy they get. Um, let's go over here to Ted. Ted, you're on first. Hey, guys. We have a boss that would give us this measly, measly-ass bonus every year. And then a couple of weeks before Christmas, 
He'd ask everybody to... I don't know what you're doing. Oh, I'm just left hanging. Um, let's go over to Mike in Vegas. Show him what it says. Mike. Let's try again. Mike, go ahead, buddy. Ronnie. Yes, sir. Uh, used, to, used to be a letter carrier. Had uh, over 600 stops. About a quarter of the uh, route tipped me. The rest, nothing. Um, that's hard to believe. That's hard oh, to fucking believe. Yeah, that, that was in Jersey. Uh, and I, I, I listen. I, I, not everybody likes to tip. So what are you going to do? I give the same service no matter what. But not everybody likes to tip. All right, I appreciate it. Uh, Ollie says you get your dry cleaner next to twenty. You use a dry cleaner, Fez? Uh, very rarely. Like maybe a couple times a year. Still a twenty? Uh, it might be something you want to start doing, so you're not getting that rumpled look. What about what about like uh, at a grocery store? Like, there's a grocery store right next to my apartment I go to all the time, and lots of times the same person will check me out. Yeah, take care of that person. Take care of them and be like, hey, it's Christmas. Thank you for all the service this year. It means a lot to me. Um, someone writes, the only thing that turns me off about Christmas tipping spree isn't the money. It's the underlying threat of extortion. Oh, you don't want to tip? Just don't blame me if I don't pick up your garbage from time to time. Well, here's what you got to remember on some of these people. And by the way, I think the garbage men should be tipped. And not just leaving beer out front like they're fucking Santa's elves. <laughs> but people are saying this is part of their bonus package for the year. You know what I mean? They need this to get by. That's part of why they're able to do that uh, that job all year. Um, Lisa, you're on the Run of Fest show. Um, Lisa. Hi, Ronnie. Yeah. What do I tip my UPS guy that's been delivering all my Christmas gifts from Amazon? You got to take care of that guy. Fez, what's the, the standard on the UPS to you? Uh, I would say UPS guy is 25 30 bucks. Uh, oh, all right. I was thinking that. I have another another thing. I was, um, I, my husband and I frequent a restaurant, and it's like a little Thai restaurant. Yeah. And we threw a $20 bill as a in addition to their tip, the whole entire year we got free dessert Yeah, every time we went in. See, here's what I do instead of that. I go back on the night that I'm not eating, go in there and take care of that person. I go, hey, it's Christmas. I just want to say thanks for a great year. You always look out for us. It's really sweet of you. It's a lot different than if you just throw it on. Now you're just giving them extra tip for that night. But if you go walk it in there, they're like, oh, I see. This is a nice little relationship we have. Uh, he's not like Fez sitting up in his high tower having me walk over here three times a day. But a person's in my life. How many... Now, I know you're going to try to get out m more, Fez, but how many meals do you get delivered to your home a week now? At the very least, four. More than half the week is delivered. And that's assuming you're eating one meal a day. Right. Okay. I think that's all he probably does eat. That's about what I eat. I don't, I don't get a hot breakfast in the morning, you know. Well, doesn't fucking do. Fez get you something? No, no, only only uh, pepper. Now, here's the thing, Fezzy. Uh, what'd you get pepper today? I got pepper, a breakfast sandwich on a, a hard roll, sausage, egg, and cheese. Oh, that sounds fucking delicious. It, 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 it would be, but I know what I'm going to get is if it's in a brown paper bag. <laughs> that place is will really hit or miss, and mostly miss. Find the good well, places. Well, then tell me. Find good places. <laughs> I feel bad. I'll now, here's the problem, Fez. Right. 
If you're going to be that, you don't want to be the tell me guy. If you're going to be thoughtful guy, you want to be thinking. You don't want to be blaming the person that you're taking care of. Now, just imagine if you took care of Zeitz, too. I bet he wouldn't be busting your balls so much because you'd have this thing over him. Because he'd be like, you know what? Fez takes care of me every morning at breakfast. And he only cares about free food. <laughs> I never out. fucking, seriously. <laughs> there's very few people I've met who get as focused on free food as Zito. It's really just because over the past, you know, year, I've learned to nourish myself on water and pretzel sticks. And so anytime there's anything besides that, I'm just like, oh, Jesus, bonus. It's, it's just great. Um, Kevin, you're on Fez. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Hey, I, I'm, not, I'm in, I've worked in the service industry, but I've never understood the whole tipping a postman. I mean, the guy's doing his job. He's not like he's fucking bringing extra bills for you or anything. I mean, well, here's what he's doing, but you got a relationship with that guy. If I've never seen him. But he's at your fucking home. He's there. You know what? If you're getting into this, uh, I never saw the guy. I don't think he's doing shit. That's his job. Then you're going to be one of those guys. You're just going to be one of those guys looking for a reason. It's like when Fez just blamed. Fez is doing something nice for fucking Hicks. I love but it. then he just yelled at him for like, why don't you tell me? And it goes to show that Fez is throwing a paper bag at him, but not noticing whether he likes it or not. Not being knowing what's going on in this environment. Well, I mean, it is hurt by the fact that Pepper would literally eat anything. So that is true. I, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Fez that. It gets but, eaten, so I thought it was being enjoyed. Exactly. You, but that means that you're not checking up on it. You have the same problem with sales. The same problem down here. You don't have that thing where you're paying attention to the responses of people. Now, do you think that Zeke's like you? Like she was a person. I think he would like to get breakfast out of me. That's not what I asked you. You went to a whole different place. I asked you if you think that he likes you. And you made sure that you just said, he's the type of person that would like to steal from me. Let's get back to the question I asked you. Wait, so Pepper steals his breakfast? And, <laughs> and the weird thing, Friday is our Christmas party, right? Right. How are we doing that without fucking Zeets? I didn't plan a trip to San Francisco. Oh. It's the holiday season. This is when those things happen. You make choices in life. You either go chasing a girl who doesn't love you back across the country, or you go to the Christmas party. Well, I didn't know at the time that the Christmas party was an option. Um, let's go here to Kenny. You're on my face. Kenny. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah. Just wanted to say, uh, you know, I, I love that people are getting tipped around this time of year, but... Uh, some of these people that people are describing, like the UPS people, do you guys know how much UPS people make? You know, I mean, some of these people make like 60, 70 grand a year. Garbage men in Long Island, they make them like 60, 70 grand a year. I go to like, you know, the restaurants and everything, these people are making $2 an hour because, you know, they are living for our tips. So, you know, I, I definitely see why people uh, do tip because they got the money right now, but, yeesh. Holy shit. Average UPS driver makes $75,000 with benefits of about 30 grand. Yeah, but they're carrying fucking boxes around. Yeah, that wouldn't be fun. I always think of a UPS man as Kevin James, and that makes me like them all more. Kevin James loved it out there. He, he loved delivering boxes. He did. Um, here's uh, Keith. Keith, you're on my face. Hey, Ronnie. I want to get your opinion on something. Uh, you know, I used to uh, wait tables at Den Bar when I was in school, so I really appreciate yeah, the people who work with this. Um, but, uh, you know... I travel now. I stay in hotels. I always leave a couple of bucks in the you know the hotel room for for the maids. I'm not That's sure nice. how many people do that. 
and I also tip my garbage guy because sometimes I'll I'll put a bunch of shit like uh, like thorns and bushes, things like that. I wrap them up. They've got they've got a handle, and so I, I appreciate that. But my question to you is, um, your opinion? I I've been getting my haircut from this this one girl uh, for about fifteen years. My haircut's about thirty five bucks. I give her about ten bucks you know, as a tip each time. Now it's Christmas. I normally give her about sixty or seventy dollars right right around Christmas time. I just wonder if you think yeah, that's, that's enough. Yeah, it's nice. Now, if she had all of her steady customers do that, she'd be in like Flynn. But yeah, you're probably even double what you need to be on that. Normally, you give them the price of a haircut and tip. He brings up well, a good, I figured, and he I figured like two two haircuts, you know, with thirty five bucks. Plus, you know what? I've known her for fifteen years. I mean. Yeah, you know, I think that says something. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole thing. Plus, you're probably one of those guys always trying to rub your face in her tits while she's, you know, cutting your I, hair, no, so you get away with that. No, my elbow and her crotch. All right, so same thing. Tits. All right, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah you okay. did, you're did. you doing okay with that. What are you getting out of the elbow and the crotch? Fez, um, you haven't had, uh, you haven't got a haircut since the scabby head, right? Right, yeah. Let's still still a little scabby up there. Let's lean over. Oh. Oh. Um, I got one bad spot up front here, and a couple on top, oh, don't, don't, and one that's healing here. Can we do this? Go get a haircut tonight. Yeah, I will. All right, so there we have it. Fez is getting his haircut. Um, where are we going with this? Like a jarhead look? Like a... You want it very short? Well, what do you think? I was thinking that it looks like it's he's a 1950s... Um, College halfback. I would like that. Uh, yeah. I also think it would keep him from scratching his head even more because right. if you could really, you know, you'd want it to heal. But you need to get the gel back in the hair. I mean, you've got your hair is all over the place. And maybe you're not feeling so good about yourself. You're doing that Fez Christmas homeless look that got you on CNN. <laughs> that was huge. Well, that happened because on the homeless shopping spree, a homeless person sprayed perfume in my face. Whatever. I mean, don't just be repeating, but be in the fucking moment. No slow motion. Come on. Would you like to go in another direction? Business in the front, party in the back, bring back the mullet. Oh, uh, I wouldn't mind a mullet at all. You're almost there now. You practically have a mullet. Yeah. And you're not going to stand out down. Why don't you go the old-fashioned flat top? Well, do, I ha uh, do you think I have enough on top to get a flat top? I know you do. I know you do. Yes, yeah. Definitely. All right, but the the wounds are going to be showing if I go that short. Yeah, well, that, just you'll so be like, you know, stop scratching your fucking head. That's the point of this. Uh, what Zietz is saying to you is, if you stop scratching your head so much, because if you we see the wounds, then you'll stop hiding them. Yeah, I even changed the part in my hair to cover up the worst ones. Why? Where did you used to part it? I used to part it on this side, but I've got such a bad uh, hole in my head. There, that I I parted it the other way to cover it up. How long has this been going on, Wally? It's probably been going on for a couple of years. When did you, I think I only knew about it about three months ago, six months ago, maybe. Well, it was never constant like it is now. Like, I would open myself up, but then things would heal, and I could go a while without any problems. Now, it's just I keep just prying everything open with my fingernails. You still saving your toenails? Yeah, yeah. I think Fez should get his hair cut like this, so then we could recreate this Bob Seger picture. Young and old Bob Seger. <laughs> kind of a nice feathered look on old Bob Seger. <laughs>
Yeah, I'm not sure where old Bob Seger's going with that. Young Bob Seger is a spitting image of fucking Pepper, though. It's <laughs> <laughs> good luck. Um, Joe, Shaolin, you're on my Fez. What's going on, hey, buddy? Yeah. Hi, I'm UPS driver in Staten Island. Just want to put some tips there. Yeah. Uh, twenty bucks, twenty-five bucks is good for my house. I get something once a week, once every two weeks. But uh, businesses, no less than a hundred. You're getting deliveries every day, fifty pieces, weighing seventy pounds a piece. Plus, you want them over here. You want them upstairs. You want them downstairs. You want to be here at a certain time. Hundred bucks. Now, what kind of haul do you uh, plan on making over your Christmas? Uh. Between three to five thousand, I got a business route. I yeah. don't deal with houses too much. I do all businesses, and I usually expect a hundred dollars per per business. But you get the cheap guys to give you a bottle of fucking champagne, and you just give it back to them. Fuck the yeah, you, you, you get like the fifteen bottle of champagne. You're like, come on. You actually say to him, "Come on, you're not giving me. I'm not drink this well." I don't say come on. I just say no thank you. I'm an alcoholic, but I make it like. I make it known that it's not. You make awkward. it. You make it awkward. You make it nice and awkward. Yeah, I said that. Yeah, I said thank you, no thank. You. I'm an alcoholic. Right. All right. I like the. Um, I like the attitude. I like where you're coming with this, Joe and Shaolin. He wants a little something for the effort. Now I like it. I don't understand. Uh, okay, two questions. One, since I am going away this week, somebody brought this up earlier. The maid at a hotel. If you only stay there one night. Do you tip. still tip? And what would you say? F f like a percentage of the room cost? Fiber. Okay. All right. Because they, they, they clean like, what, 10, 15 rooms a day? Yeah. If they got five bucks from everybody, they'd be happy as shit. That's true. And, and with the UPS guy, like, for example, here at this building, we're not, ex I'm assuming, like, Fez, Pepper, and I, you know, accepting the packages in the office, because they are not expected to take care of that. Would SiriusXM be? Because the UPS guy doesn't come directly to us. But they still ship ship a ton of shit. You know the uh, UPS guy. You know his name. No, I only know our mailroom guys, and I don't know if you know they're are they employed. Like it's weird. I kind of agree with you. I feel like the business should take care of the UPS guy. And would we tip our own mailroom guys? No. Okay. We all work together. Here. Yeah, it'd be awkward. No, if you're tipping down, sure. If you're fucking, you know, breaking some of your tips down, if you get a tip, you got to go around and make sure everybody else gets a little something. You got to keep money flowing. They teach you this very early on. Keep the money flowing. Keep it moving around. Get your hustle on. But, you know, when you go back to the maid, once you're known as the guy who tips, then you're going like this. You know what I like? A little something extra. A little fucking fluffier. A little nicer. Let's move some stuff in. And you know what? I'm going to be here. It's kind of a, like, just be like, it's going to be like a New York radio kind of fucking rave party going on tonight. Want well, you and a couple of those other Filipino girls come up. You know, could be a scene. You know, spread the word around to some of the other maids. Maybe some laundry room girls. I really, I really, <laughs> I really like the idea. Especially the bottle rock. Maids are not like young girls anymore. I haven't seen a young girl maid in I don't even know how long. Never. How many fucking hotel rooms are you going to? You see, all, you see all different types. But if you see a nice one, you're going to be like this. I think I want you to be like my special person. And you know what? Things get all crazy here. Things are happening. I'd like you to be part of it. I never know when I'm spill stuff. If you want to stay over tonight, you know, come in here, enjoy yourself. Everything's on the fucking house. I'm taking this ice and just throwing it in the tub because that's going to be a fucking party spot. <laughs> this mini bar is your oyster. Right.
That's the fucking thing. May party, y'all. That's the beauty of it. But, you know, this is happening, that's happening. Get them used to the fact that it's going to be unpredictable. I actually say to them, this is the unpredictability suite. Let's, Everything's fucking nuts here. <laughs> Let's get the next weird. couple days, okay? This is fucking the Zeppelin room, all right? I might be fucking you with a shark later. No one knows what's going to go down. <laughs> but it's all going to be the best experience uh, that you've ever had. First of all, put that out of your mind. Second of all, don't think that you're sleeping for the next three days. None of us are. It'll get them to feel good. College Bowl season is starting. Go to the Interabang and get signed up to be in the group for a College Bowl mania. Join the Interabang group. Great prize on the line. Signed football by Heisman winner, two-time Heisman winner, Archie Griffin. So you don't oh. say it as a TH. You can say N. I guess I am, I'm stressing it to make sure everyone knows I'm clear that I know the two-time Heisman winner's name. Why can't you do that all the time? I thought I did before. Uh, Hicks, I want you to get involved in this as gambling. I want us to be involved in gambling. You know, we're almost at the end of the line here, too, with uh, the other stuff that we've been doing all season long. Oh, it's fucking crazy. Right now in the lead in our pigskin uh, poll, uh, Jay Brewer, uh, Jay Brewer 40, is in the lead, right, followed right behind by Sooner Cause. So that is in the Pick'em League. I had such high hopes of winning that and just did not. And down to four. I'm, I'm picking all upsets right now. I'm yeah, but see, everyone always further. everyone always tries to do that at the end of the season, like get up there. But you're not gonna have nine upsets in a week, so it just fucks you more. I think I'm probably doing about 200 percent right now. Ugh. Maybe Fuck. 150. That sounds way better than saying 20 percent. It's like, oh, 200 percent. He's got to kick an ass. It's gone after a thousand. And as we speak, 14 people left in the eliminator challenge. That could be even smaller after the Monday night game tonight. Um, Travis, your manifest. Hey, you guys are talking about tipping everybody. What about us truck drivers? You know, we're, you know, we take it to the place where those jackasses that get paid $75,000 a year pick it up. Home, you know, home, away from home. You know, yeah, but nobody's going to know you. Time. You you need to be taken care of by that place. Well, there you go. You know, you know where a truck stop is? Just come over and start handing out hundreds. We won't mind you. i got to piss in a bottle going down the road to make sure your damn uh, packages get there on time. Yeah, the problem Don't is you're not in the family. service industry. It's all about working with people. People who need people. They say are the luckiest people in the world. But, I, you know, I don't go out of my way to tip the guy who fucking drops off the meat to the restaurant that I'm tipping the waiter at. It would get crazy. And eventually, I feel like that guy would have to tip you if the circle continued itself. For and then you doing. would end up cow tipping. Yeah. <laughs> what do you uh, tip the hot pretzel guy at the mall? What do you do? You stop back and take care of him every year? He gets me a little extra cinnamon sugar. Um, Brian, you're in my face. Hey, question for you. Not about tipping, but uh, all of a sudden, we got I got four-year-old twins, and my wife has given gifts to the teachers, like Target gift cards and stuff. I don't remember ever doing that when I was uh, when I was a kid, or I don't remember my. We used to bring in actual gifts, and I remember my sixth grade teacher was a man. It was the first time I had a man teacher, and he got thirty fucking bottles of terrible cologne, and it all sat on. His, <laughs> and he was going, "Oh, I am don't know whether your kids are trying to tell me that I stink, but like you looked at it, he had like a lifetime supply of awful cologne." Perfect. 
As somebody, as somebody who has a mom for a teacher, I was reading an article that said house plants are good for teachers. I don't think that shit's no. true at all. I, my mom, we get plants every year, and like some of them are nice, like especially if they come in like a vase that's like decorated by the kid, which my mom will like. If she doesn't hate your child, I'm assuming. But other than that, like uh, uh, houseplants are terrible. Dunkin' Donuts gift cards, things like that. Those are much better if you're going to get something for a teacher. But what would she expect in the gift card? I don't know if she'd expect really anything because it depends on the system and the level of. Um... But why is a why is a gift card better than cash? Well, I just feel like you can give somebody, you know, $5 to get themselves a coffee or something on a gift card, and it's, you know, like a nice little gesture, but giving like a $5 bill is fucking just really sketch looking. It's just... But see, to me, you're saying, here is $5, but you can always spend it at a Dunkin' Donuts. That's true. I hate a gift card. Well, I hate when someone says, here's something, but you can only buy pants with it. Fuck you. And realistically, the gift probably should be more, because... No, I agree. Teachers teachers are basically like daycare for a lot of people now. It's gotten yeah. kind of weird. Not like, and obviously if you're in junior high or something like that, you don't have to get every teacher that your kid has a gift. But if you're a teacher that is, if your kid is in a grade level where the teacher's there all day, you do a little something. Oh, I do. I, I always like to come in with cash and always be like, you know, let's make sure like, you know, the grade thing goes a lot easier because I don't want a lot of, and I don't want to come down here for meetings. And you know what? There's some crazy shit happening at my house at night. Let's put this relationship out of the way. Why don't you come on over? I don't know if you're in the DMT or whatever the fuck happens, but it'd be like a really cool thing for all of us to be together because you seem like a party chick, and I know I am. I know I like to fucking enjoy myself, you know? Exactly. Like a great party. No, totally. Exactly. So everybody should fucking relax, enjoy themselves. Let's push the school thing out. Let's... That's here, but we're going to be over here for a while. Let's just be people. Yeah, let's for the next 48 hours, let's not even call each other by our real names. And let's not even use words. Let's just howl like we're fucking animals, all right? Two days straight? You know, yeah. Two fucking days until this runs out. Um, Tony in Seattle, you're running first. Hey, so what about uh, buffets, like regular buffets? Um, no one's really serving you. You're serving yourself. Tony. Do you tip? Tony, you got to fucking just look for a mirror if you're the type of person who goes and eats at a buffet regularly. Okay, every so often a buffet is really good. If you have a regular buffet, you fucking know. If you're, if you're anywhere above the seventh floor, jump. I know what you're thinking. You fucking all the fried shrimp you want. Hell that yeah. ain't even shrimp. You're, You're getting all kinds of crazy shit on there. Remember so often a buffet's kind of fun. It's like, oh, french fries and pizza. Look yeah. at all this. But it all tastes the same, no matter what it is. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh, and then you make your own fucking ice cream at the end. Yeah, great. I'm not putting candy on my ice cream. I'm a fucking adult here. Those have mini doughboys for no reason. What do you, why don't you go over and get it, is what I fucking say to him. Um, Andrew, you're on running Fez. Ronnie, yeah. How's it going, buddy? Hey, I'm thinking that uh, Fez needs the uh, the Chicago box car from the uh, Animal House D-Day. Oh, D-Day look. With the little That's a flat top. Mustache. I look up D-Day, Animal House. Um, here's one of the problems with Fez's mustache now, and it's the only problem with it. But it's just straight white, and yeah, that's friendly. But it doesn't give you that fucking aggressive, crazy look that you're looking for. Maybe you gotta dye it up. Maybe like the whole the whole thing. Why even limit yourself to colors that exist on the human body? Why not think about a bright blue? Oh man, yeah. A hot pink. 
Here comes uh, Pink Beard. Where do you get your hair cut? For Supercuts? Well, it's been so long, I haven't picked out a place. I'll have to find, like, a place where I'll Where's never go place? again. Where do you really go? Do you no. have a regular haircut? No, I don't have a regular place. Because the last time I got it cut, I went into Queens because I had, like, a scabby situation. Did want anybody in Manhattan say it? No, so I went, like, as yeah, far as Midtown people judge. I, I went far away so walk, that I would never want to walk into the place again. You walked nine blocks from the subway stop. This is a fucking obscene subway stop. And then kept going in the opposite direction. I turned myself around three times. Deep said. into Queens. How, what is it like when you're living with this kind of shame, though? Scalp shame. Yeah, it's not easy. And then when as soon as my fingernails are bloody, I'm like, why did you do that again? Cut your but nails. They're we've, cut. Let me see them. They're still digging scratching. in. Give me a scratch there. Oh, that's too much. You got to take it down till it's all, all skin. I'll cut your hair, but I will need a holiday tip. Would you cut his hair for real? For real? Like, like and not fuck it up? Yeah, I'd try it. Why not? Let's do it up. Fred the right intern in. says he cuts his own hair. I believe that. Um, come on in here, Fred. The only fucking people who cut their own hair are college professors and retards. Uh, let me take a look at you in your own hair. Lest I look, you don't teach shit. All right. You cut your own hair, right? Yeah. Is that why you decided the one and a half inch bang look is where it's at? <laughs> Pull your hair back what a little bit. What are these bit. sideburns? What, what are you they, <laughs> Okay, look. I, you know, the on the sideburn, it, the hair on my head got cut a little too short, and then the hair that grows on my face, it doesn't quite match up, so there's like a little gap in right, between let me see, the hair. Turn sideways. Let me take a look at it. Like right, that's fucking bizarre. <laughs> you look like Spock started sucking dick. That's what your sweat burns look like. All right. That's, I don't oh, think that's uh, did, a compliment. Did, did that get offensive? <laughs> no. I've, I've saved a lot of money over the years. I had, um, I went 10 years with, uh... You know what? You can save a lot of money eating dirt, too, but people don't do it. <laughs> well, you know, it's hard times. What's a haircut? Like, you get one haircut a month, maybe it's $20. So over the course of a year, you save $240, which... It's not. Yeah, but over the course of ten years, it's yeah, a lot okay. of money. <laughs> but also, you Fred, think of it in the long term. If you've never gone to the, if you've never gone to the doctor, you also would have saved a lot of money. It's true, and I have saved a lot of money. <laughs> Don't have to pay that health insurance. Saving a lot of money. Do me a favor. Put on a bicycle fucking helmet and see if people don't try to give you money. Because you look retarded right now. Oh, come on. I don't think I look that bad. I think I look very, you know... This looks good, right? You look like a Chinaman's nut. I don't know how to fucking tell you that. I hope you're not offended. It's slightly offensive. <laughs> yeah, it is offensive. But do you tell girls that you cut your own hair? Um, sometimes they're into that, yeah. They're, sometimes they'll be impressed. They're really. into it? Like there's a girl that like, gets hot? You know what? Here's what kills me. Guys that are fucking hermits don't cut their own hair. It's just something a man doesn't do to himself. I can't imagine how that's even possible, cutting your own hair. You get a mirror and some scissors. Cutting your own hair is like fucking a plastic doll, in my opinion. I don't see the difference. I would do it if I knew I wouldn't fuck up, but I don't trust myself to cut it at all. Like, How do you do the back and the top? It seems very hard. I don't even want to shave myself. I want two chicks to come <laughs> in and do it. And I'd be like this. You know what? After the shave, we got a whole... I don't know whether you're into this, because I know you shave a lot of people, but we got a whole nutty thing going on here today. I want you to stop back later, 
I don't know how many. You seem like you got a lot of pretty girlfriends. There's a maid. That's what I'm saying. There's a maid and a teacher. I'm bringing some real ballers in here, some real <laughs> fucking rollers. You know, who knows? Maybe me and you are putting together marriages. I don't know what's happening. I don't fucking know. I don't know if they're going to start dropping bombs tomorrow. Why don't we enjoy ourselves tonight? Have <laughs> a fucking party. I can't live like this. I can't fucking live not knowing how this whole thing is going to come out. Let's get it out of the way. There's sexual... There obviously, there's sexual tension. Let's end it. I want you to bring your fucking shit in and cut your hair one day. It looks like you cut your hair every fucking day. Not every day. That would be really... It takes a lot of time, you know. I think I've gotten a lot better over the years. Certainly. I mean, the first couple are rough. Um, all right, so remember the guy who called us early and said about the take sh shelter. Uh, in Jersey, there's a civil alert, take shelter before one twenty four p.m., which is already passed, by the way. And currently, there is no emergency. So I'm sure that's just some kind of accident out there for the people in New Jersey. Only because I haven't heard it backed up anywhere else. We've had all of our TVs off here. I've, I've been checking, and I, I just did a Twitter search. That, that came from the uh, New Jersey Homeland Security. They said, like, hey, there's actually nothing wrong. They're more or less saying, don't know why this got sent out. You still watching Homeland? Goddamn right. You nervous? I'm really nervous. I did not get to watch last night's yet. I tried to find oh, it. Oh, did you see a Boardwalk Empire last night? No, but I don't. I don't watch that. My roommate does, and he told me some stuff about it, which seems crazy. Um, let me go over one more time, you dude. You're a fucking self hair cutter. Yeah, and you know that we all fucking think that you're a great kid. Yes. I mean, we think you're going to come back here and kill all of us one day, but we think you're a good kid. Thank you. Where, what's your five-year plan? And be totally honest with me. Because I know that you're drawing stuff. I know that you're fucking taking improv classes. I mean, most of this stuff, if, God forbid, Zietz ever has a son. And it, he says to the son, I'm drawing, and, and his son says to them, I'm drawing and taking improv classes. I think everything's going to be okay. You know, it would make us nervous as fathers. I mean, what's your five-year plan? A five-year plan is to eventually have my own sort of, I don't know, like business organization where I'm making creative decisions, where I'm making, st like, you know, and I don't exactly know what the next big thing is going to be. You know, people didn't predict Twitter. You know, it's hard to know what the next big medium will be for, for sort of cartoons or entertainment. So just kind of... So you're waiting for the new Twitter. Basically. <laughs> And then, well, I'm not waiting and for then you saying, see yourself as a baller on there, a I'm real saying, fucking player. I'm, I'm on the lookout for what could be coming up next. You know, I can't say, like, oh, I want to be on TV, because, you know, TV has been on the decline. Right. B you know. And yet the people that are working there are still making more money than you'd expect. True. I mean, I just don't know what the next... Uh, Next big medium is going. I still think TV is a pretty good bet. I think yeah. if you get on TV, you should yeah. do that. I mean, it'd still be great. I'm I just saying, I'm not. Atlanta going. I don't know what I'm going to do for money this year. I'm nervous. But I'm saying, I'm not just going to focus on that. I'm not going to be like, oh, this is my goal and this is what I want to do. Like, You're right. That really fucks Seth MacFarlane. It's true. Well, 
Well, that was he also did that like ten years ago, over ten years ago, and that was before the internet was big. So it's a little different. The internet was big in the two thousands. But like Conan O'Brien was like, oh, I really wanted to host the Tonight Show, but he had his own great thing. But he still had this one goal of like the Tonight Show, and he should have realized he's a failure. I'm not saying he's a failure, but he should have realized what he had was better than the Tonight Show. He can draw hands, and what he has now is worse than the Tonight Show. <laughs> exactly. You got. You like his new show? You ever watch it? No, I haven't seen his new show. It looks like Desperate Susan fucking hour of flop sweat to me. I don't know if that's the name of it. That's disappointing. And I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I just, I don't go to TBS. If anything, I feel like you'll, that's a show you'll like accidentally see sometimes. Like when I was watching baseball, I was like, oh, Conan's still on. Cool. <laughs> Only because the games were on TBS. I always go like this. Hey, this will be my seventh time this week to get a chance to see Tom Hanks. It's Conan's show. He gets some less. <laughs> Maybe that's what you should say. We get them last. Conan recently tweeted this photo of a cookie that looks a lot like a dick. <laughs> but it looks like a dick that came all down over itself. Like if the oh, Washington Monument had a fucking orgasm. That's what this would You're look like. You're turning on the fucking kid here. You're going fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah, turned on, I was just look laughing. Look at it, Fred! Lick the screen, Fred. That's, no. Oh, if you lick the screen, it. you'll be one of us. <laughs> we all did it before you got here. Oh, Fred. Oh, God. Come on. Oh, Fred, do it. Fred. 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 Oh! Oh, now the monitor's ruined. Uh. Can I tell you something? You can't make friends by doing dick jokes about yourself. <laughs> you were just licking a dick on the screen. That didn't uh. even take that much effort on our no. part. We were just like, hey, no. do no, that. He jumped on it. Later he couldn't on. wait. He was like, finally, someone asked me to lick a dick <laughs> off the screen. <laughs> I can't say no. It would be disrespectful to disobey my superiors. So. You know what? A man doesn't call another man a superior. If Obama <laughs> came in here, I wouldn't call him my superior. <laughs> He's the president. If he asked me to lick a dick cookie, I would. <laughs> Son, I'm going to need you to yes, lick a dick cookie. I am here. <laughs> Your I'm, order and wishes. I'm not going to ask what I can do for my country. You know I'm what? I'm going to ask. Yeah. Why don't you put on a little fucking skirt and a fucking wig and dance for us? You know what I mean? We'll have like a jail party. It'll be like a whole fun thing. I mean, I only if I have to. <laughs> I don't know if you have any, uh, you know, transvestite friends you can swing by with. You know, turn it into a whole nutty night. This whole thing going on. <laughs> the whole thing's happening. I don't even bring it up to your boss. That's something we don't want her finding out about. Tuck your fuck. Yeah, why don't you do that thing where you tuck your dick in between oh. your thighs and you just dance around with a rope around you? Oh, we love that dance. That's yeah. fun. Yeah, that's it. That's oh, it. How does he do it? Just like, pretty much like that. Somewhere we have a video of Fez doing that. We shouldn't. It was supposed to go down that same day. How can it go down? It's on the internet. Nothing gets taken off the internet. That's what people save their hard drives in their garages for. Hell yeah. There's servers all over the place. <laughs> oh my god. Now, when did you do this, Fez? Oh, uh, this was three years ago? You look seven years younger at minimum. You look like you're. <laughs> <laughs> this is so fucking uncomfortable. Like. 
This is why we don't have a close relationship, because I've never had to film anything like, oh, yeah, yeah, hold your dick while I film you dancing. <laughs> Please don't make me look Look at his crazy eyes, though. <laughs> look at... Please don't make me lick the screen. <laughs> Too late. Go ahead, lick it. Lick Do a screen. Dick looks bad. There's already lick prints oh, on it. Want... No. <laughs> Wait. Wait, stop it for a second. Why do you think you're so much better than Fez? I don't, but that would be weird, because that cookie was on the internet, but Fez is right here. And if I lick naked Fez right. on the screen... Oh my god, my stomach <sighs> <laughs> Do you see um, your fucking favorite quarterback getting screamed at by his coach? I did, but everyone's trying to make a big deal out of it. I don't think there's anything... I thought he fucking made Brady look like a bitch, though. I loved when Brady, before, like, now they've been showing it on TV everywhere, and Brady's just been, like, they, they bleep it out, but at first you would just clearly see, see Brady, like, getting yelled at for throwing the interception, being like, no shit. Like, I know I shouldn't have done that. Shit got heated. It was great. I'd like to see a nice fucking sideline fight. Who's the offensive coach there? Uh, the offensive coordinator is... Uh, what is his name? One, one moment. Because I, I got news for you. That guy isn't as good as Brady, whoever he is. It's Bill O'Brien. You just don't fucking do that when you got a star quarterback. Now, here's the thing. It was a pick. But it wasn't the worst, craziest fucking pass you've ever seen in your life. The guy made a good fucking move for the pick. The Redskins take over their own 20 yard line, and this is Kalouf, left side. Pats won this game, right? Yeah, they won 34 27, because we got a pick. And Tom just tries to feather this in, and, and Josh Wilson makes just really, he undercuts the route and makes a tremendous... It didn't even look like that bad of a throw. No, it wasn't. It was a, a great defensive play. Um, it's a... His, his offensive coordinator. And I don't know. I think if you got a Tom Brady on your fucking team, you want him to make some fucking crazy throws. Like, all the years Brett Favre played, I never saw a coach screaming at him. It's like Favre makes some crazy fucking throws sometimes. Brady does it. This is one that he went for. I'm. I really think it looks bad for the Patriots that this happened. No, I don't think so. I think it's it's like the heat of the moment thing, especially the embrace at the end of the game. It's cool. It's not like you have uh, some player with a history of problems on and off the field yelling at a coach and you think he's going to get out of line. It was it was just battle. It's like you know people yelling. No, at each don't other get me wrong. On. The coach yelled at him. I think that's the bad part. I mean, it's crazy. I think it's because Tom Tom knew he fucked up and and everything. Right, but that's what I'm saying. If I fuck up, I don't want you know Cross to show up down here and start screaming at me. If he comes by and goes, "Dude, you're better now," I'll be like, "Yeah, I am." You know, that would be. I feel like that's where we should be. I feel like I built up enough trust with him that he doesn't kick the door open and start going, "What the fuck was that? Did you really have that kid lick the screen?" Tell me your fuck. Tell me I'm fucking hearing things. Oh, it was just a cookie. Okay. Oh God. Oh, oh Jesus. I thought it was an actual decock. I still think the Patriots are going to the Super Bowl out of the AFC. I still think, and I, what I'm hoping now is, although at the beginning of the season I had said Saints Patriots, which would be awesome to be right about that. What I really want now is Packers undefeated versus the Patriots. The Patriots with the chance to hold them off and give them the exact same feeling. 
that the Patriots had in 2007. I'm going to make my prediction. I think the Saints are going to beat the fucking um, Packers. Packers. And then I think the Saints are going to beat whoever the fuck the AFC brings over. If the, if the Saints I can, hope it is Tebow. If the Saints can make it out of Lambeau, if they make it that far, because I mean Green Bay is going to have home field advantage, they'll they'll be in really good shape. Because if they if the Saints had the dome on their side, they would without a doubt win that whole uh, conference. If they had the dome throughout the playoffs, but I don't think they will. No, they're not going to have it throughout the playoffs. So yeah, Patriots are the AFC, Saints are Packers are the NFC, and no more yelling. Who do you think is going to win it all? I think Tim Tebow. And the Denver Broncos. Your family's big Christians, right? Big Southern Christians. Well, they're Catholics. So. Yeah, but your family's like this. We believe in Jesus. Our whole family believes in Jesus. We're all just bathed in the blood of the Lord. And they do the cheer where they put their hands in and oh, say one, two, three. They're not racist, are they? Is your family racist? No, of course not. Cole, you never heard that fucking word growing up? What word? You know. What? what? No, I don't. Put a black cock on the screen and then lick it to prove you're not a racist. Let's see if there's a cookie. Like a chocolate one. <laughs> you're a racist for saying chocolate. Well, I mean... Wow. <laughs> oh, it's for real. There's, <laughs> it is. Give it a lick. Oh. You're not a racist. Come on, do what you like. Mm, there oh. you go. Nice. That UCB Fred likes all races. <laughs> Thank all you. It's a cookie dick. There's a, there's a story out right now where Hulk Hogan is going to sue his wife. I guess that's Brooke. I guess he's married to Brooke Hogan. That might be his daughter. Same thing. Really? Um, no, whatever his wife's name is. Linda. For saying that he's a homosexual. It's the worst thing you can say about him. Can you still win money... For being disparaged if someone says you're homosexual. That's like being able to sue them. I mean, if homosexuals have nothing to be ashamed of, then you should be able to call people homosexual. It would be like, oh, Zito is suing me because I told people that his parents were from Poland. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if you'd have a lawsuit there. But I think if I called them homosexual, like in the case of the Hogan's, he might be able to sue I mean, maybe the argument is that since he's a, a marketable personality, it can hurt his brand. Like, maybe they could make that argument that due to <clears throat> cultural acceptance. So it, is, so it is worse to be gay. It is less profitable to be gay. I'm assuming, yeah. I don't think he has a case. I don't see where she said anything disparaging about him. I don't see it as disparaging, but I definitely and see as how as a pro wrestler it could damage you. She said he fucked beefcake. Oh. See, I mean, if it was a better looking wrestler, then maybe it wouldn't be as bad. There isn't one. No one's better looking than him in the 80s. <laughs> it's not even like Hogan's in-ring persona is like the ladies' man. He did wear that feather boa, though, for a number of years. Right? Yeah, but he was a real American, and he'd fight for the rights of everyone. I guess that's true. I mean, wrestling in itself is a little like, you know, dressing up and, a little? and rolling around. <laughs> it's a lot. Guys greasing each other up and rolling on top of each other. Right, you cut me and then I'll bleed you. Great theme. Looks really gay when he fucks his friends. <laughs> I don't know whether that's how it goes. Let's talk about hurting inside, though. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. And he's blowing, guys. <laughs> 
Well, you suck, Doc. Beefcake and you smiled his calm. I like when he does the crazy walk with the finger. That's uh, I like that one too. I don't take trouble for very long. I prefer rip. Rip it, brother. Rip it. <laughs> he killed that TV executive out of that film. My brother is really sickly, and I take care of him because I'm his brother, Rip. And sometimes I'll throw people in Dookie. <laughs> there was a lot of Dookie jokes. We was the shit. Yeah, that place smells like Dookie, bro. Well, another movie I did. I was a nurse commando, and I would help out these kids. <laughs> and then we stepped in Dookie. <laughs> after, after watching these Hulk Hogan clips, he, he definitely might be gay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he definitely is. Except for... You know. Oh, no. Except for... Not with beef. He probably was... The late March. Probably. Oh my god, what a tag team. Maybe Nasty Boy Knobs. He could do better than that. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he's like a freak. <laughs> you, do you think liking wrestling is kind of gay, Fez? Oh, I think wrestling is very gay. <laughs> yeah. And superhero stuff is gay, too. Uh-huh, yeah. I think it's all a lot of fantasy and overpowering somebody. And so, Comic Con is almost a, a thing of gay wannabes. Yeah, like a collection of gays and gay wannabes. Yeah, absolutely. So, do you think the wrestling fans out there know them that they're acting gay? Like Sam is a big wrestling guy. Do you think Sam knows that he's gay? Uh, no, because I think what they'll try to do is qualify it. Where I, you know, say things like I get interested in the storylines and yeah, it seems gay. <laughs> but I, I, no. But to answer your question, I don't think they realize it or want to realize it. Okay. And yet it's there. Oh yeah, it's it's totally it's right there. I mean, they're not even. I'd argue that wrestling is far gayer than superheroes. Batman and Robin is pretty gay. All right, that's pretty gay. But like, if you got in your underwear and rolled around with another sweaty guy, yeah, gay. You're doing like a figure four leg lock it's on UFC him. gay. Oh yeah, I guess by those properties you gotta say yes. Yeah, absolutely. If wrestling is UFC is as so well. Is football gay then. I'm going to tackle you. Yeah. Let's try to put it in the hole. Hit the hole, boys. Hit the hole. Sports are gay. No. And then later we'll shower together and talk about the game. Yeah. Did they shower separately? Why do they have to all shower as a team? I feel too? like we just went down like a gay rabbit hole. I'm trying to take forever. Hey, we're not even putting on the water to wall in here. What if, like, after the show, we all took a shower? <laughs> <laughs> no. Good one today, Ron. <laughs> yeah, I think it did. I think it felt good. Now pass that, please, uh, shampoo. Cool. 
Oh, God, I'm just soaping up my balls thinking about the show today. It's a really nice one. Well, you said that line about all taking a shower together. I thought that was great. It was fucking unbelievable. Um... When it comes crashing down. So, wrestling is gay. Uh huh. Superheroes are gay. Yeah. What else would you say something that straight guys do that you see as gay? Uh, mosh pit. Mosh, mosh pit. pit. Yeah, that is a weird thing. That's totally gay. Okay. Mm. I didn't even know that. So many things are gay. So many things are really, really gay. Um,. Here's Rich, Rich in Tennessee. Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, Mick Foley, you were talking about lawsuits and defamation of so? character, that type of thing. Yeah. Hello? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Mick Foley was actually, he wrote a book about all these things, and in his second book he talked about legal, actually pulled him down to the office and said, hey, in, in Chapter 4 you said that Two Cold Scorpio, black wrestler, had a large penis. Is this something that is true, and could you prove it? And he said, is this really something that people are suing for, saying that you have a large penis? And he said, yeah, actually, they could actually sue you for that. I'm going to destroy those fuckers by talking about my rock-hard dick. <laughs> I would love exactly. somebody to, to come up to me and be like, yeah, more, because somebody oh. said you had a huge dick, and I'd be like, oh, no. First of all, if anyone said you have a huge dick, they're not old enough to speak yet. Just be oh. babies. <laughs> really small Hold on. Hold on, this kid's really having a nice laugh there, where he actually leaned back, he leaned back and stared at the ceiling and started laughing. <laughs> I never saw anyone go to that far. It was really funny. Thanks, Fred. So you're agreeing with Fez here, Fred, about some of these things that guys are into that are gay. I don't think I... Mosh pits, I don't think those are gay. Why wouldn't they be gay? You're in there with other guys sweating and slamming your bodies into each other. The interesting thing is about that kind of punk, or even metal, it gets a very small amount of women who show up. Yeah, but I know just at those shows, like if a, if a woman gets up there or she starts crowd surfing, there's always problems with guys like trying to grope her. Like, yeah. There's always like that. So I don't know and if it's necessary. And they're not groping dudes. Well, they might be doing that too. You it came up with it really. You'd be a great fucking... Um, DA in this if we have to if, if they have to go out of their way to prove that they're straight um, Jason you're on running Fez hey buddy good morning hey what about the chest bump like in basketball is that gay Fez yes yeah. oh, it's just two guys so excited that they're rubbing their bodies against each other to say hey good job yeah they're bumping their fronts into each other hmm. what do you mean by fronts dicks no, they're the front of their bodies, their chest. They're leading with their chest, but it still lets get the front of our bodies as close together as possible. Yeah. If you jump at the same time, your dicks might swing into each other. Yeah, it's like, definitely a hazard. It's kind of difficult to get your chest out there. Sometimes there might be full body contact sometimes. I mean, I think even thinking about this is kind of gay. <laughs> There's really nothing that's not gay. I mean, heterosexual sex, kind of gay with oh the God. feelings and stuff, if they're there. No, that's straight. That's straight? Okay, we'll yeah. put that in the straight column. <laughs> <laughs> but you you said and I'm not fucking with you here Zeke but you said you're more in bromances you're closer with your guy friends at, at this point yeah, yeah definitely definitely and I, I don't um, do you see that as immature more than gay yeah Probably. I mean, I, I'd like to believe, like, oh, no, we'll just be, like, the the whole, like, like, a lot of guys my age have that whole, let's be, like, entourage. Like, they think that would be awesome. Which is a gay fucking show. Yeah. yeah. Sure. I so. mean, nothing's gayer than entourage. 
and they can't wait to run back and say where they put their dicks and who they fucked and and then little E is always nervous like what do you think she means by that yeah entourage is a very gay fucking show um let's go over here to uh james 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 we got you buddy yeah Hello, Fizz. Uh, I know something that's gay is a co-host that don't talk about shit unless he thinks it's gay. You know what? If we're being honest here, even having a co-host is kind of gay. That's why, like, I think Voss and Bonnie have a better fucking idea of a show because it's men and women talking together. But the weird thing with this somewhat homoerotic audience is that if... A woman comes on our show, and even more O&A, right away, people will be like, shut this hole up. Who wants to hear this bitch talking? I'm like, that's coming across as a lot of gay audience. Yeah. What's this picture of? Oh, this is Tim Tebow ignoring two <laughs> women in bikinis. <laughs> <laughs> OB, I believe, tweeted that. That's really fucking funny. I think he's got a football in his hand, too. Just sort of... Maybe Fez is right. walking by. <laughs> um... Let's go over here, Tom. Tom, you're on a fez. Yeah, what's up, guys? <laughs> yeah. Um, Tom Cruise sued a newspaper, a tabloid, for calling him gay, and he won millions. He donated it all. To gay causes. <laughs> all right, thanks. Wow, if you start to Google Tom Cruise, it's Tom Cruise movies, and then Tom Cruise gay. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Tom Cruise and John Travolta get followed all the time by gay rumors. All the time. Um, but if you lo- talk about wrestling, and this started because Hogan is sh- suing his ex-wife, and is this a definite, Zietz, is that up in the news? Yeah, that is definitely in the news. The gayest wrestler would have had to have been Abraham Lincoln. He was the first kind of championship uh, wrestler. But who do you think would be the gayest of all time, Fizz? Uh, Adrian Adonis. All right. Good Good, solid answer. Uh, Brian, you're on the Run and Fez show. <laughs> Gold dust. <laughs> Chris, let's go to you. Uh, yeah, arm wrestling. It's just an excuse to hold hands and look into each other's eyes. I never even thought of that. Um, I'll tell you something else I think <laughs> is gay, if I'm going to be honest about this, <laughs> is people in wheelchairs. Like, let me be down at cock level. Yeah. I just want to wheel up to your cock. Wait, wait, wait. I think, I think that's because they, <laughs> they can't walk. Oh, no, I can't take the chairs. I'm going to take the ramp. Wee! Fucking gay. Fair I need a bigger fucking stall for when I go in the bathroom. Like, long enough to fuck in if I have to. <laughs> I don't think that's why they do those things. Yeah. Your whispering comes off a little gay. Oh, oh yeah. Have you ever even had a gay thought before? Probably. I mean, well, if you're thinking about these things now, by saying, have you had a gay thought, I started yeah. having a gay so, thought. All right, what was the gay thought that just popped in your head? It's like, dudes having sex. It's <laughs> like, oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> right, right for it. Yeah. Well, what okay. else would a gay thought, like, I don't know. cuddling men, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Nick, you're on the run of fish. Hey, guys, uh, question. Since Hulk Hogan was always a singles wrestler for most part, uh, if he was gay, would that make him a standalone fruit? Not if the beefcake allegations are true. It's true. To me. Well, you know those two guys, Fuzzy. Um, we used to know them pretty good in Florida. And they would jet ski together uh, 
in little <laughs> tiny fucking bathing suits. Wait, on the same jet ski? Like a double no. jet ski? Oh, okay. No, they would each have different jet skis. But there used to be a lot of beach bars there. Mm. So they would just pull up on the jet ski. Like, they would travel from beach bar to beach bar. And one of them, I'm going to say, had a, 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 a kind of an odd amount of ass showing. But said he needed to do that. Because he needed to stay tan all the time. You're right. You got a brand to protect. Yeah. You got to stay tan. <laughs> Goldust was definitely the gayest wrestler. No. I think he's fucking super straight. He had a great <laughs> chick. Um, Jeremy, you're on my Fez. Yeah, hello. Yeah, what's up? It's, it's only gay if you use the gaydar meter if your balls touch... Or you smile at each other. Anything else is open to open people. Okay. Seems a little gay. Yeah. Wait. So like, anything with a man? Like, like, is, you know, like if oh. you were having sex with them, but you both weren't enjoying it, so you're both frowning. That's not gay by his <laughs> rules. Your balls aren't touching, and you're both having a terrible time, but you're still fucking each other. Just trying to come up with gay. a formula. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's just weird the way some people will say that everything's gay. Like the military gets called gay all the time. Yeah. Anything where there's just men doing it is Firemen gay. Firemen get called gay a lot. Well, they are. You know, like, here, hold my, help me hold my hose. In the pole. Yeah. And those fire Slide down the pole and then grab the hose. Need to raise some money. You want to post for a calendar? Yeah, They're scary. always cooking. Some people call it porn for girls, though. Those calendars. Girls don't like porn. Girls don't like porn? No, they do. They like a different kind of porn. They don't what like kind the of same porn they like? Can you draw some girl porn? <laughs> they like cuddling. They, they like, you know, nice cuddling stories. They like a uh, story about feelings. Yeah, they, they like... Cuddle they porn. They, yeah. What are, you, what are you talking about? <laughs> so if we bought girl porn, it would, people would just be cuddling? Yeah. I think so. I, I oh, look at this girl porn. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, it's, they're having like a nice time. They're probably like thinking about how much they care for each other, and it's a real turn on for girls. Well, I got a break here. You always try to rush out of the room. You never want to be here. When oh no, I'd love to be here. I just have you know. I know you do, but I mean, you you get panicky feeling like, oh, they're gonna start cursing when during the commercial break. Yeah, start yelling. And the words I don't, I shouldn't be listening to. I guess. <laughs> this was a strange kid. You're a strange fucking young man. But you did give me one of the best laughs of all time I ever got. And I look around at these other guys, and they get like maybe small laughs. But you look like you almost died. You look like your soul left well, your body. I wanted to laugh, but it was a joke about my penis being small. So I, I decided to sit that one out. Why didn't you try to high five me? If I, I, did? I don't know. I just I. <laughs> What could I do? I'm worried your plane's going to crash. Well, All right, we're going to break. Wait, but I am. I'm just concerned. Break on that. I'm just concerned. I got to go into a break. I got a clock. I got to follow. Okay. I got to. You know, I'm going to be here for fucking decades. I can't fucking die this week. We break. We're back. It's running fast. You didn't talk. No. What do you mean? Can I talk to him about this? Yeah. Are you just talking about this, or are we just talking about? It? Yeah, we're just speaking about. It. Speaking about it as an idea. Yes. We're not actually talking about it. No. Talking about it as a... No. As a robbery. As a robbery? No.
It's the Ron Fez Show. Ron Bennington, Fez Watley. Uh, checking over on the poll, more people by far digging the Batman poster. Uh, only 20% of the people out there think the Spiderman poster is where it's at this year. Oh, I kind of agreed with Fez, though. I think the spider part looks kind of cool. But we have seen that your shadow is something different than you so many times in movie posters. Yeah, and it just looking like this one. And the untold story thing is... What I do like about the Batman is adding the rain to it, you know? Very uh, kind of post, kind of a cyberpunk thing going on right now. Where the weather is always bad in the future, in the <laughs> cyberpunk future. Well, that's the smog and the yeah. pollution has made everything shitty. Uh, we also put up the Men in Black uh, trailer, but I got to tell you, I don't find myself overly excited about another Men in Black movie. Oh, but come on, they're going to erase people's minds. There's going to be aliens, but you think they're humans and like they interact with society. I don't know. There are very few uh, third movies that turn out to be any good. Yeah, Godfather Three. Oh, awful. And by the way, Liz said Fire already wrote. I wish they would erase this from my memory. <laughs> you know what? Boss and Bonnie ought to put her in there. Are women funny? And we'll get a gigantic yes. Line it up. Um, I don't know. I'm supposed to go out to dinner tonight with Cameron Crowe, which what? to me, yeah, he wants to talk about some things. To me, this is the most coolest thing I've ever got a chance to do. That's fucking amazing of to go out to dinner with Cameron. What do you want to talk about? Interviewing. Because he's a big interviewer. Mm -hmm. um, and started that way. And he goes, dude, we should get together. He goes, we got so much. This was after the thing. It was so yeah. weird and cool. And at the same time, a little bit like, you know. It's momentous. Where are you guys going? Where are you guys going to eat? Huh? I got to think of something good. Oh, cool. Can I come? I just, you know, kind of hang out. Find I the wall. Go. The quick answer is just going to be no to you. <laughs> There's no good that can come out of it. Your beard is really getting Santa Clausy now. Why are you letting it get so big? Uh, fuck it. How far do you want it to go? I have no clue. I just, I just one day I just realized it was like maybe a month. I usually would shave once a month. Yeah. But then I was like, ah, might as well keep it going. I don't know what came up, came came upon me one day. I was like, fuck it, let's just get even fucking crazier looking. Don't shave it. I'm planning on it. Nice. Well, that's why you're not going to dinner tonight. Oh, if you're clean shaven, beard. yeah. If you're clean shaven, you'll be going out with us. Um, make sure you get in part of this really, really cool uh, football contest that we're all playing. It's over the Interrobang. Pick through the bowl games. Big Heisman uh, weekend. Luck finishes second to RG3. But this always kills me. Luck is still going to go number one. Yeah, He's matter. still going to be the first one. And yet, the Heisman people don't seem as the best ath athlete out there. Uh, they've all, people only care about luck, and he's going to go to the cults or whatever, and constantly. Well, I heard this, and I only heard it in passing. Archie Manning, Peyton's dad, said, nope, my son won't be playing with luck. And then I heard that he took it back a little bit, but that might only have been because he heard heat there. Because let me tell you something. 
R.G. Manning is really the reason that Eli didn't end up going to San Diego. He looks out for his boys. Yeah, he it was it was on ESPN Radio. It was happening last week. He said, yeah, it would be bad for both of them. They're not going to play together. They should not be on the same team. But yeah, then he took it back the next day. When everybody started yelling at him. Yeah, they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's the problem in life. You can't sit around and give out your opinion. Because it causes <laughs> a fucking firestorm. I'm going to bring that up t- tonight to Cameron Crowe. Oh, fucking awesome. He's so nice, too. It's going to be a great dinner. He really is nice and smart and fucking... He's thankful for his place in the world. Hell yeah. Cross what if we can get a hold of Matty Day and see if he wants to meet us? I don't know whether he can get away from the kids or not. Is he clean-shaven? Yeah. Oh, then he can definitely go. Yeah, because I we, didn't... we don't have some weird hipster thing to prove to ourselves. I didn't know he was beardist. Now, here's the thing about... Cameron Crowe, he calls his website the uncool, because he likes to believe that he's not cool. But I think that if you like what you're doing, and you're comfortable with yourself, you're cool. That's all it has to do with. If you, if you have passion and you love it, fuck yeah. You know, do you have passion in your life, Fix? Yeah, I think for I have what? passion for fucking radio. I don't like that you're this. saying think. I wish that you know. For I do know. I for radio, for this place, well, the Ron and Fez show, maybe not serious, okay. and my chick. I have passion in my life. In that order. First and foremost, it's radio, just generic radio. Second is Ron and Fez, and then finally your chick. <laughs> no, well, it's radio, comma, the Ron and Fez show, obviously. Uh-huh. Of course my girlfriend. And then She's your the girlfriend after. Life. No. We're smoking and drinking the, the, in that list. <laughs> I, I have passion for that, too, but come on. We all know that. <clears throat> I think I'm still hungover from Saturday, by the way. What were you drinking? A lot of whiskey and a lot of beer. Just one after, just straight out the bottle. Yeah. How many guys are you drinking with? It was a party. I don't know, it was like 20 or 30 people in this house. Just fucking it up. Yeah, it, it was pretty trashed by the end of it. When are you going to wake up dead? When is that fucking, <laughs> did I get that phone call that I've been worried about for so long? Happen any time, man. It's really going to screw the show if my plane goes down too. Fez, you've got another game show up on the Interabank today. By the way, I can't imagine how nice we are to listeners. I don't know of another show that loves you people like we love the wonderful you things people. we're giving away. And yeah. now, just uh, just today, just signed Archie Griffin football. I will win. say this: I don't think your parents love you as much as we do. No, of course not. Parents just take you for granted. We don't. Parents just don't understand. Hey, Men in Black Three said best. All right, Fez, what are we giving out? This is a signed DVD copy of the movie Moon. Signed by the director, Duncan Jones. Mm. Oh, nice. And um, what were Cameron Crowe and I talking about today? Uh, you were talking about uh, Duncan Jones? No. Did you hear that once? You were sitting right here the whole time, right? Right, yeah. Did you hear us talk about Duncan Jones? No, I guess not. Why would you say it then? Just trying to guess the right answer? Yeah. We were talking about David Bowie, who's Duncan Jones's dad. That's a cool fucking dad to have. And that's going to come up tonight. And I'm going to talk to Cameron. Like, where's Bowie been? Why can't we get him back? This fucking killed me when he said, I wrote the liner notes for Station to Station. You know what I felt like when he said that? A failure. A gigantic failure that I never get to write liner notes for David Bowie. Not even Mata Hoople's liner notes. When he broke, when he broke that tidbit out, I was like, fuck. I know. Why not just fucking tell me my life has been shit? 
And I got Fez going, you guys talked about Duncan Jones. You know we didn't. No, I'm just stupid. I don't Did you know that enough. Bowie was Duncan Jones' is that? Yeah, I remember that from the from when Duncan was here. Mm. It's a cool album cover. What's that station station? Yeah. Just give me that. I'm going to just write on the, my own liner notes on this. Good. I'll say everything Cameron Crowe is true, plus my opinion, which this thing fucking rocks so hard, this ought to be fucking called Brock Hard. <laughs> Instead of, sta- <laughs> Instead of station to station, it should be called Rock Too Hard. That's why I don't get to write liner notes. I talk fucking crazy. I, I would like to... Re- rock. Yeah, right, here's yeah. going to be my liner note. Right. One time one of my interns licked the deck off of a <laughs> computer screen. I mean, seriously, and I don't fucking want people to feel sorry for me, but does it break your heart I never get to fucking write liner notes? It kind of hurts. Would it be rock too hard with the number, or just like... See, that's the shit I worry about. Oh, I'm not going to fucking rock too hard like a number, like it's a hip-hop kid's name. Two life crew. <laughs> yeah, it ain't going to be all about Pop the Pussy. Two Live Crew did ask me if I wanted to tour with them before, though, and I'm not even fucking making that up. That's fucking awesome. They said, look, half the audience will be Two Live Crew people, half will be riding around people. You know, we'll fucking bank all the money ourselves. How would how would that show go? Like, what, what fucking awesomely. <laughs> well, we brought them in. We did a morning show with us, and then these fucking white people fucking blew up for it. And they brought some fucking crazy dancers just slapping fucking ass out on the thing Hell yeah. first thing in the morning it was like a fucking riot two life crew knows how to fucking uh, and, uh, seriously that story i just told that one makes some great fucking liner notes they don't know what they're fucking doing they don't know what they're missing why can't i write liner notes for sleeves somewhere yeah pop all pussy pop pop a pussy so fez you got me all off fucking track here the fucking point was Duncan Jones. Then what happened? By the way, Moon is a great movie. Hell yeah. Love it. To be signed by Duncan Jones. I'm going to make this prediction for you. This is... He's only made two films. This guy is going to be remembered. Right now he's making sci-fi stuff. As one of the best of all time. He's, I mean, Moon, just for a first film, he did it. He did, did it. was fantastic. It was a really good first fucking movie to make. I love it with a crazy Sam uh, Robertson. What's his name? Oh, it's um, Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. Sam Roberts works here with me. So, Fez, you haven't fucking talked about it yet. You're driving me nuts over there. I don't know whether I'm going to put in my liner notes. Fez is driving me crazy. He starts these things and then we ramble out of sight. This is the. What is? This contest. Okay. It's the contest with the holiday theme playlist that is up on the Intero Bang right now. The five holiday songs in the upper left hand corner. The contest is go through those songs, listen to all of them, and give the grand total number of times that you hear the word Christmas, that the word Christmas is mentioned in the entire playlist of all five songs. What are the five songs? The five songs are Little St. Nick by the Beach Boys, Step Into Christmas, Elton John, Getting Ready for Christmas Day, Paul Simon, Someday at Christmas, Stevie Wonder, and Christmas 
All Over Again by Tom Petty. Sounds like it's five. Five in the titles. Nope, that's just how many times it's mentioned in the titles. Give me the fucking Duncan Jones signed. Now, I gave you five. So, listen to the entire playlist. Uh, enter your number for the grand total of times the, words Christmas, the word Christmas is mentioned in the entire playlist. Is it over five? It's over five. Oh, my God. So, like, six. Is it under a million? It's under a million. All right. Those are all the clues I'm giving six. out. He said six. Was he right? No, he's Seven. not right. No. Eight. No, don't. Nine. No, this is ten. for ten. everyone. Is ten? This is for everyone listening to the playlist. Him. We're in the range, though. I'm not saying. I want that DVD. Then you have Just to go. Just tell us, dude. No. Come on. Ten? Is it ten? No. Because. And is it mm. ten? I don't 11? know. I'm you not saying. Who fucking knows? I know, but I'm not saying. Well, then you, then we're never going to have a fucking winner. Yeah, we're giving stuff away here. People want to win it. Yeah, you go to the Interrobang if you want to win, Chris Stanley. Come on, how, how do we, who do we tell? You fill in the entry form there on the Interrobang. Enter your number that you think is the winner. No. You email the editor at the Interrobang. I, I email the editor at the Interrobang. Well, who you met at? Uh, my uh, the stupid computer because it locks up and things won't refresh for me to get information off of. I just sent about fourteen emails to interrobang all the different numbers. I'm hoping that I'm on it. It was one through fourteen. I'll tell you what my guesses were. Is, would he be right? I don't think so. Come on, just fucking say. Oh no, we're, I'm not saying it. Come on, I'm not helping anyone out. This is a great prize. I'm not going to help someone win it. So is it 14, and then that would be not fucking help. That would just be giving the answer. Maybe, maybe not. Just seriously oh. give a Fuck. fucking answer. Seriously. Fuck. No. No, it isn't, or yes, it is? Uh, no, I'm not giving an a I'm not giving out any more clues. Then I'm not fucking This is fucking infuriating. If you go to the Interrobang and listen to the entire holiday theme playlist, you have to count up the grand total number of times the word Christmas is mentioned. I did that. I came up with around 14. What we're asking is, is that correct? No, it's not correct. How fucking hard was that? How hard was it just to say no? So it's 15. No, it's not. 16. See, this is what I don't want to get into. I got a DVD. He said 17. I said 16. I'm not giving out any more clues. Fuck! I'm not fucking doing it. I'm not giving out any more clues. It's too great of a prize. What about you just made up some fucking special box that doesn't even exist? Put it in the special box. If I answer in Roman numerals, is that still going to count, or do I get bonus points? Look who wants to follow the rules now. The guy who told us to do something different at the end of it. And then blamed his computer. You know who else they blame the computer? The movie Moon. Mm-hmm. That Kevin Spacey robot. And that fucking computer ended up saving his fucking nutsack. Hell yeah. All robots just sound like Kevin Spacey. Hi, I'm Kevin Spacey. And you think I wouldn't put a Hulk Hogan lawsuit on your ass so fast? Maybe you've heard of a movie that I've done called Swimming with Sharks. I was so mean to that kid that he had to torture me. 
I think me, Kevin Spacey, and fucking Cameron Crowe would all get along great. I'm fucking sure of it. That would be a fucking great posse. Fuck yeah. Ben, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, Fezzy, is it a prime number? Prime number, Fez? It was a prime. I'm not putting that out there. Why not? Oh, come on, Fezzy. If the fucking way the game works, if you fucking have a clue, you got to answer. No, that's that's not how it works. It works with people listening to all five songs on the playlist, not getting helpful hints along the way. I listened. I came up with the name fucking the number 17. Am I right? You are not a winner. Then it's 18. Wait, 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 guys. We might not be we might not be winners because we're not emailing it in. Maybe he's trying to be coy about it. In the it. special box that doesn't yeah. exist? Like maybe we have the right number, but he's saying we're not following the rules. We haven't thought about that. So send all those in. Email your answers into editor at the com. This guy right in. Why is Fez using Earl's old computer? <laughs> Fez, if I emailed in fourteen, would that be right? I feel sick. I'm even confused about this whole thing. It doesn't even make sense to me. I'm just going to go over and play the other contest. Hell yeah. I'm going to play the football contest. Hell yeah, win yourself a nice Archie Griffin football. Archie Griffith. You know I say my ends like they're THs. I can wait for the little Caesar ball. I'm really surprised it's still Pizza, pizza. <laughs> There's an Outback Bowl in oh, Tampa. I I'm fucking down. Yeah, they give the winner a big blooming onion, Hicks. Shit, I should fucking go back to school. I could go for a fucking steak right now. Mm. What am I saying? I could go for two steaks. That'd be delicious. Well, maybe tonight at dinner with Cameron Crowe, get yourself a nice steak. Cameron and I were talking about doing something sushi. Really? He's a fucking great dude, though, isn't he? Awesome. Awesome. And for him, a lion or a fucking note guy like him... To say to me, maybe you're the next, you know, maybe me and you'll go out on the road with Led Zeppelin what? or the Omen Brothers. What in the hell? This this is this is news to me. This is fucking gonna. Um, What's your favorite scene in Almost Famous? Oh Jesus! I'm gonna give you mine. I like My favorite scene is they're leaving in the bus, right? Uh -huh. And all the people waving goodbye, and there's just that pretty extra who's given a nice hand goodbye. You know who I'm talking about? You ever know, sir? Now that I brought her up to you, you'll never fucking not think of her again. And it just reminds me of my whole youth. Huh. Just some girl waving goodbye. I like the house party scene. That shit was awesome when he lost his shit. It was the same thing. It was after that. Yeah. All right, here it is. Turn it up some. See that girl? Yeah. Yeah. All right. She blows a kiss. Cameron Crowe said, uh, he said, I go, hey, why don't you stay and do the show? And he goes, I got other interviews to go. And I go like this. You are home. And he goes, what are you talking about? I go, remember Kate Hudson did that? He didn't remember. Why are we playing that song instead of the Elton? Who am I fucking friends with? Cameron Crowe or Lou Reed? There's a Jeff Beebe project. Maybe I'll go home and watch this movie again. It's 
turning back. She just laughs. The boulevard is not that bad. Piano man, he makes a stand in the auditorium. Looking on, she sings her song. The words she knows, the tune she hums. All because of tiny dancer. I have to go home. Uh, that's the uh, Dubai show.